Take your money out of the bank. Put it in the mattress immediately. Adam Curry, John C. Devorak. It's Thursday, April 4th, 2013. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination Episode 501. This is No Agenda. From the floodplains of Travis Heights, where SoCo meets MoFo in the capital of the Drone Star State. In the morning, everybody, I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where nothing meets nothing, I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Craig Vaughn and Buzzkill. In the morning. I'm telling you, man. Remember we played with those rain sticks about a week ago? Yeah. Whoa. That paid it's off. It's raining here too, curious. <laughs> no, that's not curious. We know these things work. Fact. We had we had a um, it rained so hard the past two days that we actually sprung not one but two leaks in our roof. Oh wow, that's yeah. a big deal. Yeah, yeah, I would say complete. I mean, there were you know cars uh, floating down the street in Austin. That's how bad it was. Hmm. It really it was. Yeah, uh, and of course this is all amidst the hottest uh, year on record and. Uh, it's always the hottest year on record. <laughs> it's uh, the global warming. We're all going to die. The drought. Texas is, is, we have no water, except we got plenty of it. Well, yeah, I know, but it'll just all go be runoff because they don't want, let you save it or anything. Oh, that's not true. It's all, all going to uh, uh, Lake Travis. Oh. Yeah, no, it all goes to Lake Travis. Um, I was just, I just found that to be quite, uh, quite curious that we both played with the rain sticks. You got rain. I got rain. It's still dark here. Do you have sunshine or do you have gray? It's kind of drizzling out now. It was really was stormy four in the morning. No. <clears throat> Before we start, I uh, need to hand out uh, a big dose of karma to Sir Gitmo Slave. You've got karma. I was taken to the hospital last night. I'm not quite sure what's going on. Um, but we uh, wish him well and send him all the karma and his family all the karma that they need. I don't know. I what happened. Yeah, well, I just said we don't know. I know, that's what I said. I just I, oh. I didn't say that we don't know. I just said I wonder oh, what happened. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said what happened. I didn't hear the the wondered. Hey, I need to make good, my friend. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because I felt so bad about that Matt Lauer thing with Gerard Butler and the, the movie connection uh, with North Korea. I, really, I, felt, I felt like really, really bad. Why? Because you got Lauer fired? <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, I mean, so we have long, long since established, for those of you who are new to the program, this is kind of a good way to ease into it. We'll show you kind of how we think and how the, how the world actually works, the world of news. Um, we have long established that most news reports, certainly on the big networks, are, are pretty much always to promote a movie. Because that's where all that's where that's where the it's, all it just it's just a coincidence <laughs> that we keep running into. I don't know if it's just a coincidence. It's, uh, it's I think it, not. That's where all the fun seems to be at the movies. You know, you got the hot actresses, politicians like to hang out with them. There's, there's always news surrounding movies, um, and this seems to be no secret in uh, in movie land and in television land, in news land. In fact, Robert Redford was on the um, on the what is it? The, Good Morning America with uh, George Stephanopoulos, who, of course, is a uh, a political operative for the Democrats and uh, obviously uh, worked uh, in the Clinton White House. And, and is at ABC, coincidentally. And at ABC, and the news director of ABC is married to one of uh, Obama's uh, top advisors, not Valerie Jarrett, but uh, uh, up there in the high echelons. 
And uh, so Robert Redford is promoting his movie, and uh, and this is just to, to ease you into what I'm about to explain with North Korea. My wife and I watched the movie over the weekend, completely engrossing. And it seems to me, at least, that you, you packed a lot of your passions into a single movie. Uh, political commitment, love and family life, journalism. I was just wondering, where did the spark come from on this one? Well, first of all, that's a great description. You ought to get on the marketing team. Like, um, when I was younger... There you go. You ought to get on the marketing team. No, no, he is on the marketing team. <laughs> now, in this case... There's no real tie-in. Usually there's a tie particularly with ABC and Disney movies. But in this case, um, I think that's why Robert Redford said you ought to get on the marketing team. Yeah, because they need somebody. Because <laughs> he knows, you know, this, this is an independently financed movie. It's uh, Sony uh, Sony International Pictures or whatever, which is very, it, that is actually quite independent. Uh, but still, you could see a CBS tie-in, but it's not there. Now, back to the uh, uh, Matt Lauer and Gerard Butler, who is a producer on this movie, uh, Olympus Has uh, Fallen. Is that what it is? Olympus Has yeah, Fallen? Olympus yes, has Olympus, fallen. Olympus Has Fallen. And, um, and, and the premise of this movie is the North Koreans are terrorists, and for, somehow they've come down from <laughs> North Korea. Somehow that happened. Yeah, somehow. somehow they transformed, transmogrified. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, and, and, and I had caught this clip, but I'd forgotten uh, forgotten to play it. And then, you know, John brought up the topic. And I was like, oh, I couldn't find the clip. And the chat room found it for me. So I have to kind of regroup because we didn't actually play the entire clip. And then I want to um, uh, put a couple of things uh, together for you. So once again, the movie is uh, Olympus Has Fallen. And uh, this is uh, Matt Lauer on the, uh, so this is NBC uh, but, of course, uh, what is interesting is uh, what you're about to hear and the tie-ins with the politics and the movie business. So let's listen to it one more time. Gerard Butler, welcome back. Good to see you. Good to see you. you got clout. Let me tell you why you have clout, all right? This movie is about not giving anything away here. The mm -hmm. North Koreans are the terrorists here. They, mm -hmm. they take over the White House and they capture the president. And you have arranged, just as you're promoting this movie, to have the North Koreans make all kinds of strange gestures toward the United States threatening nuclear war. Yeah. How did you do that? Well, it's... It wasn't so much me. We have a very um, powerful publicity department. <laughs> so. All right. So, so this so this was very funny. And uh, by the way, the movie is um, on Millennium Pictures. Millennium Pictures is run by a, it's a very interesting guy. The producer is Avi Lerner, and uh, Avi Lerner uh, he, he was kind of like a, he was a film distributor in Israel. And he uh, he wound up basically becoming the go-to guy for all big action uh, action movies, and so this, of course, is one of those action movies. And his initial financing came from Blockbuster as a part of the Viacom family. So most of his movie movies are financed uh, directly or indirectly by Viacom. And now let's hear the rest of this uh, little uh, interview. He said, Angela, just make some noise. You know, you know, say some ridiculous things. And then we called Dennis Rodman. <laughs> and you got him yeah, involved? Like, do us a favor. You're you pulling in all the strings, aren't you? <laughs> okay, so that, of course, is a joke. But is it really? Because Dennis Rodman was in North Korea. And, uh, and here's where the, the interesting research comes from. What was he doing in North Korea? Who was he working for? Okay. Well, Vice. I know one thing, which was that his his lead 
Because let's face it, the North Koreans don't know who Dennis Rodman is, but they do know who the Harlem Globetrotters are. Well, yes, yes. And so he he got in, but it, it looked like it was just him. But then we discovered it's the Globetrotters because I guess uh, you know they. I'm sure they put on a show there. Okay. Must have been uh, fascinating. So the Globetrotters, which is uh, owned by a majority stake, owned by Disney. I agree with you. I think that that was set up by Disney, and Disney is thinking about opening uh, Disneyland North Korea. However, Rodman was there for working for Vice. And Vice is uh, used to be an, kind of like an independent magazine. Um, but I got some research. Do you know who owns Vice? Now, who owns Vice, Adam? <laughs> Viacom. Uh, when, since when? <laughs> they bought. This was a deal that was done, I think, in 2007. And this completely under the radar, and uh, and Vi on and Viacom has been uh, so they 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 essentially they made two investments. One was VBS TV, which is Vice, and along with Flux. Remember the Flux network that was supposed to be like their answer to to MySpace after that after they didn't get that deal. So you don't remember it because of course it was stupid and Flux went nowhere. But that's when uh, quietly. They invested in uh, in the magazine and built this entire uh, Vice uh, television outfit. And I've always wondered where are these guys getting the money from. Yeah, you mentioned that before because it's like uh, they're they're taking they're doing a lot of stuff that looks expensive. Yeah, and and they've got budget. And so then when Gerard Butler says this, you say some ridiculous things, and then we call Dennis Rodman, <laughs> and you got him yeah, involved. Buddy, do us a favor. You're, you're pulling in all the strings, aren't you? <laughs> It's not a joke. It's true. It's <laughs> obvious. It's the same freaking company. Well, you know, Sumner Redstone is one uh, character. He's a slick dude. I, I mean, I don't even well, think he... I, I met him. Yeah? He is... Uh, he's a... He's a... He's a... Character, let's put it that way. But he is a, a very... He just, it's, he just seems like this tough guy. And... Yeah. Curiously, where do you think I met him? In uh, South Korea. <laughs> really? He was yes, setting it up back true. then. <laughs> that guy is good. I didn't think about it till now. <laughs> hey, speaking of which, don't you, uh, do you have a birthday coming up? Yeah, I do. You know, I think we'll celebrate it on, on the Sunday. Maybe we'll have some well-wishers. Is your birthday Saturday or when it's is tomorrow. it? It's tomorrow. It is? Oh, it's tomorrow. Oh, okay. Yeah. Tomorrow, tomorrow. Bet your bottom dollar. That's tomorrow. <laughs> that's tomorrow. Oh, well, that's very nice. No wonder Mickey wanted your address. She's, ah, she's, she's, she's good at, at that. At least some, somebody <laughs> keeps track. Uh, so anyway, so I thought that was, um, I thought that was like, wow. Okay. Makes so much sense. Of course, uh, there is, you know. Well, as, I got to go. Wait, before we go on. Uh, before we leave the topic, I might as well listen to a couple of interesting things going on about uh, that were Chuck Hagel and his boys, the Defense Department. They can't, you, they couldn't <laughs> avoid all these questions, right? So I've got a couple of uh, Chuck Hagel is the new uh, Secretary, Secretary of Defense, Defense for the United. Well, I think I, now I think after listening to him, I could, didn't get a lot, I got clips from him, but I didn't get any good clips. He is I, now I know why the Republicans didn't want him in there. I think he's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> and I think yeah, they know it. Yeah, yeah. Well, but, you know, sometimes you know you you work with somebody and you're, you're he's working with you all the time, and uh, you, he's a good guy. He's on your party and all the rest, and then he gets in a position that 
you go on with this. Maybe nobody's ever clued them in that this guy's nuts. I've, I've had that happen. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, that no, that I've had that happen. It's it's almost it's almost as bad as discovering someone has like a secret drug addiction. You know, and and they just and all of a sudden they just don't show up for work and everything falls apart. It's like the same. It's shocking when you find out someone is actually nuts. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, I know. It's it's scary. Yeah. So anyway, he's he's giving his law. He's speaking to some group of I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'll play some of these clips later, but because I don't know if I have the one where he discusses North Korea and he goes on and on and on. But oh, I do have this one clip we should play though, just out of curiosity. He makes this weird noise every once in a while, and I have a, a good clip of it. And he does it just more than a few times in the speech. Oh. But listen to Chuck Hagel makes a sound. I'll hear about this, I'm sure, at a hearing next week. But um, I think it's relevant to your question. Were you producing again? No, I swear to God, I no. did nothing to sweeten that clip. No, 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 no. That comes out of his pie hole. Yes. No, let yes. me listen. No, no, no. Let I'll me hear about me. this. I'm sure to hearing next week. But um, <laughs> I think no. <laughs> that sounds like Homer Simpson's in his head. <laughs> no, this, and this happens more than once. Yeah, it's not as loud as this one. This no, one no, 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 no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This he is not a squeaking sound. He, that's not a squeaking sound. That's a whole other human being inside of him. Let me hear it one more time. That sounds so produced, John. And I believe I, you. Wait, let me stop. Stop you right now. I'm telling you the truth. No, I trust you and believe you. I have no reason to doubt you. You've no, never right steered me wrong. You, if you went back. And pick this off, Seaspan, you'd get it off of there yourself. I'll hear about this, I'm sure, to hearing next week, but um, <laughs> I think it's relevant to your question. <laughs> He's got a donkey up there. <laughs> it's weird, isn't wow. it? Wow. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, so, so, so he's talking about, first he's talking about the, uh, how cool wow. it is to, uh, uh, he works with the, with the PR department. And, and, and listen to this clip, Hegel deny like hell. Oh, I'm sorry. That's my cue? Yeah. yeah. Secretary, thank you. I'm Jim Babbitt. I'm with DIA, and I'm a student at the National War College. I'd like to return back to the front page. If I scan correctly the headlines this morning, you made comments related to North Korea and nuclear capability. Uh, as I understood it, you were saying a specific level or some level of nuclear capability would not be acceptable. Can you elaborate on that? Well, I was misquoted again. <laughs> uh, no, I, so, <laughs> thanks for the question. George Little is sitting here, so he likes that kind of response, by the way. He, George Little is the Assistant Secretary of Defense for Public Affairs, so keep your answers short, he says. <laughs> hey, who, where is this taking place? This is at the, one of the war colleges, and it's like all these people are officers. They're the, douchebags is what they the are. American or the foreign uh, uh, oh, military. They're all like, all oh, military. that's so funny. They're joking and laughing while... Well, you, 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 uh, you stepped on the end of the clip I'm because sorry. that's the interesting part. I'm sorry. I, I, I he, just, first he says, No, no, I'm going to play short. it. Let me play it. Let me play it. Let me play it. They're short, he says. <laughs> And deny like hell. Uh, <laughs> right. So deny like hell yeah, is yeah. like the, the advice. Ha, ha, ha. 
So now we have that same guy he's talking about, Little, giving a press conference at the uh, Pentagon. And listen, and here's the question. I, when I heard this question, is from obviously from somebody from Korea. Uh, I said, oh, that's an obvious question. There's two questions you should be asking. One of them is, you know, the Koreans, the North Koreans want to have an armistice. Why don't we just do it? That's, and why don't you ask that question? That's not asked. Here's the question that's even more interesting. Play the bombing North Korea question and, and listen it. to the answer carefully. Is that not the case? Let me uh, get you uh, some details on the Fitzgerald. Uh, if the North Korea is seriously a provocative threat to the United States, is there any, uh, you have any plan to uh, preemptive strike to the North Korea? Let me be very clear that uh, the United States position is that we want peace and stability on the Korean Peninsula. For over 60 years, we've had an alliance uh, with South Korea, and uh, top priority uh, of that alliance is to ensure uh, peace and stability on the peninsula and in the region. Uh, we hope to preserve peace and stability, and uh, we hope that uh, others seek to do the same. <laughs> you know, I, I was... Um so Ms. Mickey asked me yesterday, she said, what do you think is really going on with North Korea? And I said, well, you know, we've been watching Rubicon, as you uh, as you recommended, John, on uh, on Amazon Prime, HD for free. And uh, we're now at episode, I think, six or seven. And I remember actually starting to watch this series and then giving up on the first one. But you got to stick with it. And so now we're, you know, and it's good you can watch them all back to back because some of them would be real dogs who was just, if I waited a week to see one episode. Uh, but here's the thing I notice in every single situation, all of these um, uh, intelligence outfits all have huge maps. Everywhere there's maps. And until you see Korea, North and South Korea, and Japan, and China, and Russia in their true context on the map, and I recommend people, uh, if you're in the car right now, don't, but if you're, if no, well, you know, we don't do this anymore. We only look at our destination for the next three miles on our little phone and our, our GPS devices. But you need to step back once in a while and look at the whole thing, look at the whole map, and just type in North Korea, and you'll see that, of course, Chiners don't want uh, North Korea to be taken. I mean, that's that's their front door, you know? It's like, and, and South Korea, you might as well just call that America. Japan, you might as well just call that America. So, you know, no one, and Vladivostok is right up there to the to the northeast. The Chinas and Russians, they don't want us there. It's like, that's close enough already. And that's, is, isn't that what the, the, historically, what it's always been, John? It's like, that's been the well, buffer been zone? there element, but the thing that, that got me about this particular question was, it's, it's an obvious question. If these guys are so dangerous, yeah. and they're such a threat, strike. they're yeah. a horrible threat, yeah. why don't we bomb them? Because it's because it's all bull crap. No, here's the BBC. We're the ones that are that are causing trouble. Yes, we're 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 encroaching on everybody. And here's uh, here's the BBC, the world famous BBC News, with a report that contains absolutely no truth or sources to truth. Another day, another development in the war on words between North and South Korea. Except for that, it's just a war on words. That's a good point there. The North is now saying that it'll restart all nuclear facilities, including the reactor and uranium enrichment plant at its Yongbyon nuclear complex. And that so, this is, so, like you pointed out, where was the press conference? Where, where was the guy going, ah, nuclear reactor! You never see that. 
There, you, there no. is never, and here it's like, we got Carney, we got Newland, we just got all kinds. making it up. They, they're just making this up. That's the complex that they shut down in 2007 as part of an international agreement. Officials. Officials? Who, 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 who's an official? Say the move will strengthen weapons capability who? and help. Show me the official. That's what pisses me off. And it just, oh, I learned, I learned some really important information. Uh, and I can't really go too deep into it or or certainly can't give you source or even allude to it. But this infiltration of the media has been go has started in the early to mid nineteen sixties. The CIA did. And yeah. it's of course they they've they've admitted this and, and most of the books are documented that in fact and I we I know someone, Gina Smith. Who it was approached? Tells the story. Yeah. Yeah. She was approached, and she went. To, gave me the whole story, the rundown on how it works and what they expected of her, and all the rest of it. And she said, "No, I don't want to do this." Right. And that was the end of it. <laughs> and they, they killed her, and now it's a different Gina Smith. It's not really her. It's a possibility. <laughs> well, but, but anyway, but, but uh, it, the entire uh, Cold War with the scary Russians, all the news reports. So it's it, it, it's not even necessarily that the CIA are writing, but they will write for agents who pretend to be a news guy, and they get hired, and all they do is they just pass on the stuff that's written by the agency. And you know, there's a QR pundit. You might be able to Google this. QR is covert action. QR? Um, QR, that's the CIA code for covert action. It's QR. I don't know why, but you, that's hard to Google because uh, Google only knows QR codes. But QR well, uh, pundit. 90% of all of the military people you see on television selling a book, the book was written by the agency. The agency yeah, no, has we, writers. We, we, we've talked about this before. Yeah, but we need to re, re, rebrand that. We've talked about how uh, uh, Mr. Prolific uh, Woodward. Yeah. And they, all you have to do is look at his background. He came out of military intelligence, I believe, mm -hmm. the Navy. Mm -hmm. And then, then all of a sudden he became a reporter. And then the next thing you know, he's cracking down on the, uh, the, their target, which was Nixon, and that one book, uh, the the book about the Bushes. What's the name of it? Uh, the Family of Secrets. Family of Secrets discusses this in great detail. And by the way, that book is written by a real journalist. We don't believe that was because it was right. it was repressed. Right. Yeah, of course. At, that, so we can assume, but although you might do that as a scam, but whatever the case is, we're, we're assuming it's re legit. And the book is is loaded with cool stuff, and and especially the the actions against Nixon to get him rousted because he was a bad guy or whatever. I mean, sometimes the motives aren't necessarily something you disagree with, but uh, but it's it's so rampant. It is so, it's it horribly is so. This is the main problem. And 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 I think the way it's really done is they you know like the the North Korean news agency you might as well just say Langley They're, hello I'm reporting from Langley the North Korean news agency here because that is that's how it works they will place articles in foreign papers foreign um, uh, news reports and then that trickles back as fact and it's picked up by the idiots because you know not it's not like this like. You know, this is what people always say. Well, that's impossible. Yeah. That can't be. That conspiracy can't be true. People would talk about it. They would be known. Not everyone can keep their mouth shut. People do talk about yeah. it. That book. If anyone <laughs> yeah. would get out of their, get off their butts and read and Family read of Secrets. Yep. Read a book.
they would go, oh, in fact, there's a lot of books that discuss this. It's mm. the, the people that don't discuss it are the mainstream daily news media. Yeah. And exactly. those are the ones that have been co-opted in one way, shape, or form. Yeah. Every you know, And there's plenty of documentation for this. If anyone doesn't believe this, they think it's some sort of weird conspiracy. It's not. But the thing that's interesting is that it actually has caught, it gotten to the point where it's, it's made all the news it's not credible anymore. Nothing is credible. You can't believe anything except, well, us. And we don't really have all the info. We have no, no staff. We, we're only, all we're doing is mining what we see. And then yeah. and, and mining. Just add, sometimes yeah. all we do is just add logic. Yeah. It's like, does this yeah. logically make any sense to anybody? Lo- lo- yeah. How, lo- how hard is that to do that? Logic. I like that. In, in fact, a, a lot of people I know listen to this show because they're, the They're in is, intelligence, and they listen to the well, show. Well, that's true, true. They get a kick out <laughs> yeah. of Yeah. But the public at large is logical, or they would actually be dead. You have to yeah. be logical. You know, if you if there's a red light and traffic is flying around, you don't illogically run into traffic. I mean, it's just everyone is logical. So when they see these news stories, they themselves go, geez, that doesn't make sense, but maybe it's true because it's in the New York Times. Then when they hear us and they say, oh, I thought it was bullcrap, too. So here's uh, the NBC Today show. And so there's this new meme out. There's a, a study. And it's interesting how a similar study came out in Gitmo Nation east of the United Kingdoms at the same time. Um, and this is the this is the story that takes all we of love the studies, all of the cra- this, all of the crazy conspiracy theories and wraps it up into one ball, and Al Roker is just is beyond himself at the at the global warming conspiracy. Take two, some conspiracy theories. I want to show you a little public policy polling. They took 20 widespread conspiracy theories and asked the American public what it thought. Do you believe in these? The what does mo- this say about us? Global warming <laughs> is a hoax. 37 percent believe that. say aliens exist. 14% of Americans believe in Bigfoot. 7% say the moon landing was fake. That's 12.5 million Americans believe, quote, lizard people can quote. 37% 37 of these people don't believe in global warming. They think it's a hoax. I mean, that. uh, uh, Okay, two words. Superstorm Sandy. Sandy. <laughs> what? Two words, Superstorm Sandy, which I think are three words, but it's two words. Superstorm Sandy was because of global warming, bitches, it's science. That's what oh, that wow. fuck has to say. That's pretty funny. Isn't that, isn't that outrageous, though? But that's the way it works. Yeah, exactly. And, we, and that's what we were, we fight. As hard as we can, anyway. <laughs> well, not very. I mean, not vigilantly. I mean, <laughs> I hide out a lot. No, I don't really go out. <laughs> what are we fighting? Are you fighting? I didn't know that. Shoot. Yes, we're not. Fighting. If I knew we were fighting, we're, then... we're at least revealing at the opportunity <laughs> yeah. for people to have an open mind. No, no. You, I mean, I, I appreciate it, but we're not in no uh, war. We, we, we know that we're on the losing end of all of that. Oh yeah, I think. No, I think we've already admitted defeat. I think what we're doing is we're trying to offset your intake of Xanax and uh, and other drugs that are supposed to make you happy. Because I think just by listening to us and hearing us call it out, that makes people happy. It seems to at least. 
Well, they, they seem to support us, so I think it's so far so good. Right. We should probably thank a few executives. Not until I've said in the morning to you, John C. Oh, well, in the morning to you, Adam Curry, and I also want to say in the morning to all the ships at sea, boots on the ground, subs in the water, feet in the air, and all the dames and knights out there. And, of course, uh, human resources in the chat room, noagendastream.com, noagendachat.net, and our artists, thank you very much, uh, Thorin, for creating... Uh, the artwork that was chosen for episode 500, there was a lot of good stuff for episode 500. Uh, John, you used the Indy 500 one in the newsletter I saw, uh, which you guys should subscribe to if you're interested in finding out what's coming up on each show. Uh, and you can find all of the art at noagendaartgenerator.com. Yeah, I had to use that. That Indy, the Indian five, the Indy five hundred, the Indy five. That's actually the NASCAR logo, I believe. The NASCAR five hundred, the uh, Daytona five hundred. Oh, NASCAR, right? I'm sorry, you're right. You're right you're uh, it right, right. was a. It, that's the one that disappeared and then came back. And then when it came back, which I said, ah, that's the one we're going to use. Then then uh, Thorin did the one that. <laughs> It was a similar thing, but it was better because of a couple of – so I felt very guilty about complaining <laughs> and then not using it. So anyway, sorry, artists. Uh, uh, but we do have a few executive producers to thank. Uh, a couple are make goods uh, based on, you know, whatever it is we missed. Uh, Todd Brink in New Berlin, Wisconsin, $750 to complete his knighthood, and he wants to be known as the Knight of Macaroni au Fromage. <laughs> In honor is, of his kids' it, love of mac and cheese. Okay. Can you put that? I don't think it's uh, – it I don't, says I'm, night I'm pretty sure list. it's not on there. Hold on a second. And use the Redux because it's got uh, black oh, dame. Oh, I didn't know we had a Redux. I'm sorry. I didn't yeah, I didn't see a, a Redux coming out. Yeah, Hold put on. a macaroni fromage. Yeah. Uh, hmm, I didn't – oh, here is the, the Redux. Okay. Hold on. Macaroni fromage. And then we lost the donation, Some or the PayPal hiccup caused this, I believe. Uh, Sir David Foley in Los Gatos, uh, 633-36, and he's now going to be a black baron. Uh, and he has a note that he's left on the PayPal account, which says, uh, it's from Sir David of Los Gatos, please find 633-36 in Gitcoins. <laughs> I'm in need of a de-douching and a dose of karma. Thanks for the best podcast in the universe. So, yep. hello, you there? I'm gonna, yeah, here we go. Oops, it's not firing for some reason. Here we go. You've got karma. Um, uh, and Natoli Netchef in Zerzinski. Is that Zerzinski? No, Zerzinsk. Zerzinsk. Where is Zerzinsk? In Izhegorodskaya. Yeah, that's, you know, I can't help you on this one. I think this is all uh, Ukrainian or Russian. Let me see. Zerzinsk. Why am I thinking? Yeah, Russia. Is it Russia? Yeah, Zerzinsk. Zerzinsk. Yeah, Russia for sure. Look. It's amazing we get into Russia. Uh, our signal reaches that far. It's It it's does. Crazy. We've got a big transmitter. It's crazy that way. Man, Jack. So, um... He wants some karma to his parents. No, oh, absolutely. Here you go. You've got karma. Karma to you. Karma to you. Uh, now we have uh, I Share Media, Sir Lenart in Groningen, uh, 501. So we have two members of the 501 Club today, which is nice. Yeah, it's very good. 
and uh, I don't don't have a note from him, but I will look uh, while we're doing the show and see if I then I'll give it to. I'm read thinking it. Leonard uh, Renkema. He's uh, hmm. I can yes. do I can do a brief search while you do the next one. I'm happy to do that. See if I can find so, it. Yeah. Uh, and then our buddy Gene, Sir Gene Neftuliev. Ah. Over there in Frisco, Texas. Um, <laughs> did, he didn't act, does he say? Does he say he's from Frisco? That's what it says there. <laughs> I think. I think Dallas is correct. Well, Frisco sounds better. Yeah. Okay. Uh, three thirty-three, thirty-three, and but he's actually in a port city on the Mediterranean, donating to the Adam Curry Audio Gear Fund to add some <laughs> digital to Adam's analog by Ann Rand. <laughs> <laughs> By Ayn Rand. Yeah. Sir Gene is, we're working on, uh, we're kind of competing. I'm trying to come up with a new, um, I ha- I, so I've spec'd it all out. I know exact, exactly what I want in a box uh, that would be the perfect podcaster thing. Okay. And um, I, I think I'm going to wind up just building one myself. Well, I would hope. You have to have a prototype. Yeah, no, but I, but I mean like literally down to the printed circuit board building myself. You know, it's, okay. Yeah, it's kind of challenging. Well, you can get some uh, some CAD CAM software and you'd be on your way. No, no, I mean like actually with a soldering iron. Oh, yeah, that would be fun. <laughs> and then testing it with you. You could have it. Okay, well, whatever. <laughs> Janice, sir, Black Dame Janice Kang in Fremont, California, 31313, wants to say she survived the 2012 AMT with a roof over my head and a few dollars in her pocket. This check puts me over the $2,000 mark Ooh. for my baronet title. Nice. Congratulations on 500 insightful episodes of the best podcast in the universe. Karma shots for everyone. Why is she not on the title list today? She is in the Redux. Oh, I'm so sorry. There we go. Redux. You've got karma. Got it. William Bauman. Sir Bill, as to you. Oh, damn it. (laughs) Good work. You know, I knew I got the pronunciation guide. I could pronounce this as Huna Huna or something. There's a weird pronunciation for this that makes doesn't look anything like this. It makes no sense. Uh, hold on a second. I am not going to do it. Continue the show until I uh, take care of this problem. Okay, I'll tell you what. Can can hold on one second. And so uh, we've got William Baum and Sir Bill, and I got the, I had to look up the name, this pronunciation. It's Port Wainimi. Oh, I can't believe you blew that. Yeah, well, he, I got a <laughs> note because I, I, I pronounced it, what did I say? Hunimi. 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 It's Wainimi. 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 Yeah, you got other things to do my time. Why Mimi? He says he tried to donate three thirteen thirty from his pay or three thirteen thirteen twice using the link in the newsletter, and then they rejected my card. So he sent a check. All right. Uh, Did the check I, clear? Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing is, is that um, according to uh, Buzzkill Junior, PayPal has been getting really kind of uh, no, no. They're starting to suck, dude. They're 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 getting a little uh, uh, tight, uh, tight with some of the uh, these these debit cards from certain banks. Oh, it's debit cards specifically, eh? Well, that's what he says. Mm. Some, well, you know, pay, PayPal is having banks. All the banks send out a uh, most of them nowadays. They did deal with Mastercard, even right. our bank. Right. I that's all, I got a, a Mastercard debit from our bank. Right, and that's used both as a debit card and so a credit card. Debit. 
and a credit card, yeah. and that's the, the ones that are sketchy. I, I doubt it. <laughs> you I, mean ours, I ours, ours are support the show with it? <laughs> yeah. If you got a sketchy card like us, it's it's probably hard to support the show with it. Nice. That's yeah. nice. That's, right. I, that's what I'm told. Yeah. Sir SD in San Jose, California, 31313. Dear Jeb and ITM from Sir JD in San Jose, capital of Silicon Valley, continuing value for value conversation. Please apply this. And my following donation toward a double producer, 500. Uh, 501. 501. I, I was just thinking, did we give, did we read David Foley's note that what he wants for yes. his Yes. Yeah, oh. yeah, we did. It, oh, there's the drone machine. I hear it. <laughs> what is that? Oh, it's my tax dollars at work. Street, street sweeping. Oh. And they routed n- nicely around the Range Rover. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, that's that Range Rover still there with that big lemon on the side. Right around it, boys. Please apply this to my following donation short. Double producer 500 slash 501 notes to follow. Play what you like on the air. Short is good. Entertaining is better. Look for more dronage package material. And following donation shortly. Keep up the good work with the best podcast in the universe. Please give pass or pass on some job karma to me and some general karma to the knights and supporters. Absolutely. Okay. Happy to hand out the karma. You've got karma. There you go. 8.13, we'll be all executive producers, and then we have our associate executive producer, David Anderson in Clayton, North Carolina, the one and only. Hey, Adam and the dude, just call me Bubba Mustufa of Gitmo Billy, <laughs> North Carolina. Fettuccine Alfredo is just mac and cheese for grown-ups. <laughs> mac and cheese tour 2010, coming in a pul- pulmonary ward near you. Pickled matches herring is da bomb, John. That oil packed stuff sounds awful, and uh, and this uh, not what he wrote, but I just mentioned to you, it tastes like terrible. Mm. I think you're missing a great opportunity by not doing advertising. Hear me out. Anyone who advertises should know you guys and what you're doing when you. Oh, <laughs> I, wait a minute. I just no no offense, David. But you obviously have not worked in the uh, in the in, in the media, media industry <laughs> in media for the last twenty years, where they don't, you know, I, it's just like the biggest gripe that a lot of people have are, are these people called media buyers. Oh, the, the, who are twenty years old these days? They're all twenty years old. They're just out of school. They're all women, and they don't care a damn about any product. They just look at a list of oh, that won an award. Let's advertise there. No, not no, even I, not even that. They look at. Let me see who gave me tickets to the oh, Grammys. Yeah, that's, oh. That's, in New York, it's all like the Forbes magazine. They have this big yacht, and they put everybody, all these media buyers on the yacht. None of them ever read the magazine, but they, you get this great. I took one of the trips. You of course, get, you get this great yacht trip around the, around the whole uh, island. You get to stop at the Statue of Liberty and look at it, and it's a beautiful boat. It's called the Highlander. And uh, the gourmet meal. They got a chef on board. <laughs> no mac and cheese there, my friends. It's all good stuff, and they all then they sign on the dotted line, they, and they still won't read the magazine. Hey, by the way, speaking of mac and cheese, um, I must have gotten a hundred emails from people pointing at the Drudge Report. Did you yeah. see, did you see that? The, that the front page had like depression, and it had pictures of mac and cheese. I mean, it's okay, you know. It's, I mean, we know that they're listening over there, but it wouldn't be, you know, would it, would it kill you for one link? For a link? Just a link. Just give us a, a pithy little link once give in a while. Give something else if you don't want to, you know, mention the mac and cheese thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, he, he went on with the, some, some ideas that involved the advertising game. <laughs> Which doesn't sound like good ideas. 
Uh, I'm a cord cutter. You guys are the only news worth listening to, along with uh, reading the NANN. No agenda news network.com. For what fell on the cutting room floor. And we will be a subscriber in his new job when it settles in. And that'll be our uh, associate executive producer, David Anderson in Clayton, North Carolina. I want to thank them and all the other uh, producers, executive producers, and everyone in between for giving us uh, some help on this show, 501. And remind you to go to Dvorak.org slash NA, channeldvorak.com slash NA. Also, noagendashow.com has a donation button, and so does the No Agenda Nation, where uh, Eric is currently... Uh, Signing people up for his uh, his constitution his, thing, his constitution. Uh, he's only, only going to make like twenty of those, isn't he? The big ones, yeah. I, I, I think he's got two different models. I, I, got, to... I got a little jingle for him. The <laughs> I mean, we had that one, but it just fits so nicely. I never get it a does. chance to play <laughs> to play the jingle. <laughs> and uh, I think uh, David Anderson also wanted one karma, so I just want to make sure we give him that. You've got. Karma. Now, unlike the way it works in Hollywood, where you produce the movie, uh, you get paid handsomely, then you get the call, hey, could you, uh, you know, could you talk to Dennis Rodman, you know, make some news? I mean, you don't have to necessarily go through all those hoops. Of course, you know, downside is you don't get any actors or actresses to bang. There's no blow to be done with the crew. But you are a real producer of the show when you, uh, when you step up to these levels. Not just a producer, an executive producer or associate executive producer. That's why your credits are up front and center on the show notes as well, 501.nashownotes.com, uh, as well as uh, as we just discussed uh, in the show. And we highly appreciate that. Anyone can go and do it by going to Dvorak.org slash N-A. And, of course, we always need people to go out there and propagate our all-important formula. Our formula is this. We go out. We hit people in the mouth. That works. I didn't, I've never tried that combo. <laughs> and they have Hot Pockets mac and cheese now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why don't you just make something bad worse? It's so funny. Um, you know, so I, I ordered the, uh, remember I, uh, we got that gift card for the mac and cheese, like 12 pack. <clears throat> so I ordered that. And the other day, our, our old neighbor comes by in the morning because she said, oh, Mickey, I got your package. And Mickey had ordered like some makeup thing that you know you can't get anywhere. And so she's really excited. And, uh, you know, so uh, Jen dro- drops by and they have coffee and they're yapping away. You know, it's nine in the morning. And I'm sitting in the corner prepping as usual. Like I get up and I'm like, oh, let me see what, what's going on in the world. What's some C-SPAN? I'm, I'm my usual chipper self. And then, you know, Mickey's like, oh, I can't wait. She opens up the box and it's the freaking mac and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I was Mr. Unfavorited. <laughs> no, unfriended. Not good. Yeah, yeah, doesn't sound good. All uh, right. Well, there's quite a lot of, uh, a lot of things happening. Um, and uh, I don't know, did you want to start off with something specifically? I got nothing, really. <laughs> you, really? I got a couple of things I want to do. You got nothing? I got it. I, I got this stuff. Uh, oh, I, I actually, I, yeah. There's a couple of things, but one of them is uh, a clip that a couple of clips I, I was going to play on the 500th show, but I, I just to remind people of the ludic because we had all, all these old clips that were 
clips that to remind people that we were on top of all this stuff. I just thought there were still two of them from the uh, from the Haiti show. Oh, I'm glad you bring that up. Yeah, because Haiti's still in the back of the mm-hmm, news. Mm-hmm. So my favorite, my all-time favorite one was Reese Witherspoon, who's one of the <laughs> supposed celebrities who gets a call, and then I guess somebody on the floor, a floor manager says, throw it to Reese. She's got a uh, a donator on the line, and she's going to talk him, you know, talk to him. And she obviously was had no. She was probably talking to her girlfriends. She had no interest in anything except, you know, she did can't take an order. She couldn't take the money. She it, it was just so it was a, a humiliation as far as I was concerned. Great. Well, this is Reese Witherspoon, and um, we really appreciate your call. You're calling in to donate. Um, for, for the Hope for Haiti program? Yes, I am. Oh, yes, wonderful. I am. Wonderful. Well, um, we um, <laughs> we are going to have an operator get on the line and actually take your donation. Have you ever, That's wonderful. Have you spoken to an operator? Have you ever spoken to an operator? Have you ever learned how to breathe? Yes, I have. Okay, great. And thank you so much for your donation. You, you can't even imagine how much love and, and great wonderful energy is here today and people are just doing everything they can to you know make a difference in these people's lives i'm just glad i could help out i couldn't donate a lot but what i did don't but what i could i did donate you fool you fool you couldn't why don't you just go and give it to bill clinton personally you, you fool fool you know what that's the that's the greatest thing and i think it's the spirit of everything and the, the collective energy of everybody thinking you know that they can help and collective and I energy really appreciate it so thank you ian Oh, you're welcome very much. Oh, you're you're welcome very much. That's not Thank even you, English, you, you idiot. You're you're just oh oh, and the fake phones ringing in the background. Oh 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 oh. Here's what it was about. We just need cash. I know a lot of people want to send blankets or water. Just send your cash. Uh, Dateline yesterday. A new report from the Center for Economic and Policy Research identifies significant problems with the delivery of U.S. aid in Haiti and finds an overall lack of transparency on how the billions of dollars obligated for U.S. assistance to Haiti are being used. The report, breaking open the black box, increasing aid transparency and accountability in Haiti by CEPR Research Associate Jake Johnson. Blah, blah. Of course, I read this report. And uh, we have a new company to hate. Oh, great. Yeah. So most of this money, uh, this aid money, goes to the main contractor for USAID, which is, by the way, it's interesting. All this comes to light after Hillary Clinton leaves. And this company is called Chemonics. Have you ever? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even the name. C-H-E-M-O-N-I-C-S, Chemonics. Chemonics is uh, an ISO 9001 certified international development company. John, when you see these guys, they are literally, they're like in Tajikistan, in Kurdistan, everywhere that we are either going to kill people, drone people, or invade people, they show up with aid funded by your tax dollars. Or by your donations, just give us your cash. So you have to look at this. Uh, are you looking at uh, Chemonix? Uh, it's looking it's a commercial it. company. It's not a a nonprofit. It's not a. It's not. It's this is this is what's crazy. It is a for profit company. Chemonix dot com. Uh, actually, started by a Dutch guy, which, pfft, and they just got a new CEO, Susie Mudge. Yeah, I'm looking up. <laughs> I think Susie Mudge. Has a um, 
a LinkedIn profile, but for some nah, reason, Susie, I looked at her. Obviously, I didn't find she didn't have a wiki page. No, no, she's not very interesting. She's been in the organization for twenty years, so she screwed her way to the top. Oh, obviously. okay, she's obviously well, look at her. <laughs> yeah, well, it took her a long time. <laughs> for a long time, <laughs> and for good reason. <laughs> so, what are you gonna do? I don't know. What about Susie? She looks like she's good for a role in the hay. No, oh, I don't know. No. Come, on. No, come on, man. What can it hurt? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, misogynist, no agenda for you, everybody. <laughs> Happy to be here once again. <laughs> but this company is bad, man. This, this, and 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 they're, they're just not doing their job, not completing contracts. The re, the report is scathing, scathing. And the thing is, nowhere do you hear about this. No one is talking about it. I never heard of the company. It's a good thing. Oh, no, we have to. <laughs> I'm looking at Susie's picture flash by again. <laughs> I'm amazed it only took her 20. Uh. Oh, hey. <laughs> but look at this. This whole this whole thing has Hillary Clinton written all over it, investing in, in women. In more ways than one. Oh, yeah. Take another look at Susie. <laughs> okay, that's quite enough now. Okay, um, well, I just wanted to be the topper, but, uh, as it were. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, you get a double. You get a double. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. It's yeah, just really. A, it's uh, it's one of those days. So, um, but like if, someone. So, if you look at the board, uh, I didn't find any. I mean, there's a lot of people on this board. I didn't find anyone particularly interesting. I think the logo itself is weird. Yeah, it's a very strange logo. It's almost like a it, New World Order like, logo. Yeah, it's some sort of a it's some sort of a or or an Illuminati logo. <laughs> yeah, it really is. I'm not even an Illuminati guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm the Illuminati guy. That logo. Look at that. Has that? Yeah, that. Hold on a second. Do you, is there a page where it's really big? That logo is kind of creepy, isn't it? Oh, actually, here I can find it. Let me see. Can I open image a new tab? Hold on, it'll work. Uh, um, it's still small. Man, that is some creepy crap. It's got like the. It's like a compass. And what is the name? Comonics. I mean, please. And okay, I got the logo. If you type in Comonics uh, International logo and then go to images, yeah, on Google search and get some big ones. Yeah, but it's it's you're right. It's a total Illuminati thing. And I'd never heard of this company. And so they're being raked over the coals in this report. Of course, no one cares. Hey, we got a good concert out of the deal. Bon Jovi performed. Remember that? Remember how cool that was that Clooney put that all together and, and Reese Witherspoon took your call and you really helped the people of Haiti? Not. Ugh. Yeah. So we've been on that since when, since this happened, which was... Uh, uh, actually, the day of it. Yeah. yeah. We immediately said this is bogative. Yeah, and uh, what do we have? Just on uh, Sunday, we talked about Heineken... Uh, uh, has expanded their brewery in Haiti with $40 million after a $15 million down payment to the Clinton Global Initiative. So, Coincidence. Yeah, so I, I tried to connect. If you if you Google Kimonics Clinton, there's a lot of stuff, but I can't find any direct no tie. I can't either. find any board. Well, there might not be one. Not everything's... Yeah, I know. But this is USAID is getting this money. This is the main contractor for the United States government. And they're screwing it up. USAID contractor. These guys must have some good salespeople. Oh, yeah. Why don't you play some, uh, go to our leadership team and play some of Susie's videos. Oh, really? (laughs) Play the one at the top. Yeah, I want to hear it. Hold on a second. Our leadership team. I just got to go there. 
And let's play our leadership team. All right, Susie, what does she have to say? Uh, okay. Why is it not opening? Because <laughs> maybe it's just an arrow. It's not really a video. <laughs> it's, now, well, that would be funny. Well, the arrow made my screen go dark, so it, it did that part oh, right. Oh, it's bright cove. It's the worst. Oh, yeah. It's that. It's right. My father was very passionate and worked in international development. He exposed us to different parts of the world, different cultures. And mm. Yeah, Bright Cove, exactly. So I just knew from then on that somehow, this is what we get. Somewhere I was going to be involved in international <sighs> development. There's many, many instances of where I felt the work that I've been doing has had a significant development impact. I think one of the ones that was most memorable for me is. When I was acting chief of party in Peru, one of the projects we had financed... When was I was in Peru! ...actually to construct a walking bridge, there was actually this huge ravine between uh, these two... You know, so the, but the thing that gets me is this is not a non-profit. This is not an NGO. This is a for-profit company, and they're screwing it up, and no one is calling them to task. That's the part that makes me angry. I mean, this well, whole NGO, this. this whole NGO culture that we have, this whole everything's a nonprofit. That I mean, that is so disgusting to me that we have built this entire universe of people pretending to fucking care and just and collecting money from all these douchebag groups, and it all comes from USA idea, and, and it all comes from tax money. One way or the other, or from ripping people off with trinkets and tote bags and bullshit concerts. It, it's, it, this whole we have philanthropy is a great American institution, but it's become like a welfare state unto itself of all these hoity-toity, bead-wearing, orange-clothes-wearing douchebags. I'm gonna go help some people, and meanwhile they're paying themselves 150 grand. You know, they, they just file the paperwork. It pisses me off. It really does. I get, ugh. You play the clip. Yeah, I, I, you're right. I have to. I don't see Curry's pet peeve of the day. Whew. You know, I read all those uh, forms. I read all the, the, the Form 990s, and I see, how, I see how it works, you know. If you really want to help someone, go out there and help somebody. You know, just, oh, I'm going to start a nonprofit and do this and help the children and help the, the poor children, help the black children, help the brown children, help the children, help the children, help the children. And it's just, it's so insincere. Am I crazy, John? Is this, am I nuts about this? No, I, it, I'm looking at the board of directors and the, this guy Dove Zakheim uh, cropped up at the bottom, which I think is interesting. He's a senior advisor for the Center for Strategic and International Studies, senior fellow at CNA Corporation, former undersecretary of defense. Oh, there you go. And chief financial officer for the Department of Defense. Ah. So you Doc, Dr. Zakheim developed and managed departments at budgets and negotiated five major defense agreements with the U.S. So, so there is government. Does he have a video? I don't know. No, he would be a board member, and I don't think he's on no, the video No, of course not. All the smart guys who are really running the show. So there's your government tie-in. Okay. What's the guy's name again? Dove. D-O-V. D-O-V. What's his last name? Zakheim or something. Let me I go back to it. I'm, I'm looking at the video. Zakheim. I got it. Z-A-K-H-E-I-M, and then we'll cross-reference that with Clinton. That's my favorite search. And let's see what pops Just up. Just put Clinton. <laughs> Just put Clinton. Uh, let's see. Uh, no. These guys look like all a bunch of lousy economic hitmen. They are, well, they're, yeah, this, well, they're the ones that actually. Oh, here you go. 
Letter to the President, Project for the New American Century. He was on that. Yeah, New American Century guy. He was the Pentagon fraud chief. Oh, well. <laughs> Good work. Oh, he was... Uh, he, oh, so he worked for the for the in the Clinton administration. He was there as the fraud chief, and after that he went to Booz Allen. Ugh. This is ugh, hold on, where, you know what this is. This is uh, uh, I wish I could find my jingles. Shadow Puppet Theater is what it is. Yeah, totally. Let's just bring him in here. Oh, yeah, it's this one. Shadow Puppet Theater. Ugh, just makes me sick. And meanwhile, you, you got hundreds of thousands of people with cholera. Cholera. Brought in brought by the in by, UN. Brought in by the UN Blue Helmets. Cholera. Well, we can see more cholera coming up. Actually, because uh, I, I have tons of tons of groups. The project for the New American Century also has the chairman is William Crystal. So here you have a Clinton neoliberal in bed with the uh, the neoconservatives, which Crystal is the one of their chief proponents. And you end up with this crazy situation that we put ourselves in. Neoliberals, neoconservatives, both in the, you know, all doing God's work, which is lining their own pocket, apparently. <laughs> yes. It's God's well, work. So something else happened uh, this week uh, that was so blatant, and I can't wait. We're having dinner with uh, Mickey's boyfriend, the brain surgeon, uh, at the end of the month, and I can't wait to, to, to really drill him about this. So President Obama came out with... Drill something. So uh, someone's got to get drilled in this relationship. (laughs) By the way, it's become quite a thing. I got Mickey's asked me to back off. Oh, okay, we won't. (laughs) Because I was sitting next to his wife and had a lovely conversation, but Mickey was at the other side of the table, so she's like, "His wife is going to shoot me." He said, "No, it's all in jest. It's all in good fun." Just kidding. Just kidding. Jeez. So um, President Obama, of course, you know, already uh, opened up to the pharmaceutical industry with uh, the uh, Affordable Care Act and essentially uh, carte blanche for prices to go insane on anything. Um, you know, that that was one down. Not not content enough. We've got this war on crazy, which we'll get back to uh, in a moment, where it is just going to be a bonanza again for the pharmaceutical industry and everything that goes along with it for the insurance industry. Uh, but no, now we have to... Uh, take our valuable uh, resources of $100 million and uh, put it into this uh, this bullcrap thing uh, for brain research. And uh, let's uh, set it up with the CBS, uh, Justice Compromises Everybody Else. Person, it was the Louisiana Territory. For John F. Kennedy, the moon. Well, today, as Bill Plant reports, President Obama announced a mission to explore and map another frontier filled with mystery and possibility. Oh, yeah. He's the JFK of our time. That's right. Exploring the brain. He's calling it out. Going to make it a big-ass deal. Going to make it a brain. Make it a brain. So, uh, did you see this thing? No. Oh. Okay. So, uh, let's just... uh, Let's just get right to it. Let it rip. Yeah, let it rip. Uh, here are the pertinent clips. Easy. But think about what we could do once we do crack this code. What can we do, John? What do you think once we crack the code? If we crack the code. If we code. crack the code, what if we actually understood how our brain could work? What could we do? What are the amazing... I mean, John... Levitate. Can- <laughs> we don't need airplanes anymore. We 
we can levitate, but we're going to have to take your shoes off before you levitate, just to make sure you're not, you know, harboring an IED. With heavy shoes, <laughs> no, you can't have an IED if you're going to levitate. No, I mean, it, so if if I'm going to put a hundred million dollars, which is probably just like a starter crumb. Oh no, that's just to get just just a what you know get you half pregnant. Yeah, which mm, whoa, which by the way um, happens on World Autism Awareness Day. I'd like to point this out that uh, uh, that world. Uh, Autism Awareness Day was the same day that the president came out uh, with this uh, with this great initiative. And right on the heels of that, we have legislation going in to make sure that a lot of this hundred million dollars is going to be focused on uh, autism research. Because, you know, if we really could, you know, figure out the brain, you're right. We could levitate. We could go beyond belief. We could truly go where no man has gone before. But no, no, not our president. Imagine if no family had to feel helpless watching a loved one disappear behind the mask of Parkinson's or struggle in the grip of epilepsy. Imagine if we could reverse traumatic brain injury or PTSD for our veterans who are coming home. Debbie Downer, where's the levitation bit? Imagine if someone with a prosthetic limb. I love how he can't pronounce the word. Prosthetic. Prosthetic limb. He said it's prosthetic, but he can't say it. It's prosthetic. Says prosthetic. But he says prosthetic. Imagine if someone with a prosthetic limb. (laughs) Prosthetic. Hi, everybody. Can now play the piano or throw baseballs. And he can play the piano, John. It's going to be a great world when we map this brain thing. Well, as anybody else, because. All you losers! Are you sick losers? The wiring uh, from the brain to that prosthetic is Pathetic. Is direct. It again. <laughs> it's pathetic. It's pathetic. The pathetic. And and uh, uh, and uh, triggered uh, by uh, 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 what's already happening. Tell me something good, man. What? Tell me. Don't be a downer. Uh, in uh, in uh, uh, the patient's uh, mind. Uh, all right, go. What if computers could respond to our thoughts, to our language barriers? Yeah, that we need that. Could come tumbling down. Oh. Uh, or if millions of Americans uh, were suddenly finding new jobs. Oh, uh, if we map the brain, millions of new jobs. In these fields. Jobs we haven't even dreamt up yet. No, because Uh-oh. we don't know how our brain works. We can't control the dreams. Because we chose to Cause. invest in this project. That, that's the future we're imagining. That's uh, what we're hoping for. Okay. That's why the Brain Initiative is so absolutely important. And that's why it's so important that we think about basic research generally as a driver of growth. Uh, okay. So um, it's so bad that he can't come up. I mean, this is so blatant. This money is just going to go into, well, let's find out where it's going to go into. Project off the ground. I'm directing my bioethics commission to make. Bioethics commission. Oh, Commission bi- of Bioethics. Bioethics Commission. Make sure all of the research is being done in a responsible way. Yeah, being given to my buddies. And we're uh. also partnering with the private sector. Oh, the private sector. You mean your buddies. Including leading companies and foundations oh. and research institutions. Oh. oh, John, we got to set up a company or a foundation or a research institution. we got to get us some of that dough. Do you think yeah. there's something we can still get a pittance, or is it already divvied up? Oh, it's been pre-divvied. To tap the nation's brightest minds to help us reach our goal. What's the goal? And, of course, none of this will be easy. No! 
If it was, we'd already know everything there was about how the brain works. No, 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 no. Presumably, my life would be simpler here. Could explain all kinds of things that go on in Washington. We could prescribe something. Yeah, there you go. Just like that's what it's about. That's what you're aiming. You're angling for the punchline. Yep. We prescribe something because that's what it's about, Obama. About your buddies in the pharmaceutical industry. So we can prescribe something. Prescribe more. More drugs for the masses, my friend. And then, of course, uh, you know, here's. So the president uh, is going to tell you that it's very hard to predict, to predict things. Now, we predict things on this show all the time. And I would say we have a reasonable ratio of success. Now, yeah, because our, our predictions are completely off the wall. <laughs> and we nail it. And, and, Way often. So he's going to uh, talk about a Red Book entry, which we have discussed. But the, the way he brought it to me just made me feel like, John, you and I, we could be president of the United States. We could be running this show because we can predict. Computers have become so small, so universal, so ubiquitous. Most of us can't imagine life without them. Certainly my kids can't. And as a consequence, millions. <laughs> Please continue with the with the laughter in the background. That's good. That's good. Your track is great. As Americans work in fields that didn't exist before their parents were born. Watson, the computer that won Jeopardy, is now being used in hospitals across the country to diagnose uh, diseases like cancer. Now. We predicted that quite accurately, I think. After uh, after Watson won, we said, oh, watch. Watson is going to be... Uh, yeah, it was a giant publicity stunt. But listen. That's how much progress has been made uh, in my lifetime and in many of yours. That's how fast we can move when we make the investments. But but we can't predict uh, no? you know, what that next big thing will be. Yeah, no, we did. We accurately predicted that very next big thing that you are now putting $100 million into. And by the way, that whole thing was a uh, kind of a make good for a similar system that was doing exact same work in the 80s. The medical expert systems that came out during our uh, crazy little period there it was between about 1980 did that, and 1985. Did that run on uh, Rex? Yeah, <laughs> Rex. <laughs> I love Rex. I love bringing Rex up. Did it, you run, do. did it run Always on gets a laugh out of me for some reason. <laughs> I know. Anyway, uh, of course, the uh, compromised media is on board. ADHD could be an even bigger problem than doctors and parents actually think it is. Analyzing data from the Centers for Disease Control, the New York Times found nearly 20% of high school age boys and 11% of school kids overall have gotten a medical diagnosis of attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Hey, awesome. And, of course, uh, we have the magic numbers. Uh, researchers say by the year 2050, a one person will be do- diagnosed with Alzheimer's every 33 seconds. So now we know for sure this thing is a big sup, joke. Sup. Yeah, big. That's funny they would cite that New York Times article because I read that article and the the, artic- the the gist of the article was this is terrible that we're, we're, we're giving all these drugs out. Oh yeah, it no. was an anti-drug. I know, piece. I know. But and they and they bring the guy yeah. on. They bring the oh. guy on, but then, but you, you understand that that's not what the piece is about. No. The CNN piece. No, apparently not. But, but they're blatant. They don't care. They'll take. They'll take 
a piece that because I think it was actually the guy said that we've over diagnosed and we're over medicating. Yeah, kids. it's all. He says he thinks it's all bull crap. It's all overdone. Right. So he was put in the. I didn't bring the whole thing. It's like five minutes of interview, but he was put in the bad guy seat. Yeah, but it's one in fifty now. I'm telling you, this is this is all compromised crap. 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 Now, it reminded me of some. Oh, I got one, another clip here. Because you brought up uh, something Obama said. <laughs> yeah. And it was using the, you couldn't pronounce it. I, I found Hagel, your, our buddy Hagel, Chuck. Yeah, yeah Chuck. Uh, he was on the, uh, talking about North Korea or something. Was he on The View? No, no, he was again in the same setting with all the military guys. Oh, okay. And he uses the B word. Oh, can I roll? You know what the B word is? Uh, We're about to find out. And so uh, as they have ratcheted up their bellicose, dangerous rhetoric. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, there's a, there's a couple of these going around, but I love the B word. Some of the actions they've taken over the last few weeks uh, uh, present a, a, a real and clear danger. Bellicose. I mean, they really brought this word out of retirement. We ne- so- I, have you heard that before this year? No, no. I've I- never heard anyone use the word. Now no. everyone's using it. And what's the other term everybody's using? Which, what? Common sense. Oh, yeah, common sense, another... I've heard that before, but they're using no, it now. No, 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 no. It is, it is constant. Did you um, yeah, see? The, did you see the president on the C-spans there in Colorado? In Colorado, I did, as a matter of fact, but I didn't get any clips. You oh, have some? Of course, I got clips. Uh, Joe Garcia, I thought, also made an important point. Hey, Joe, and that is that <laughs> whoever you are, Joe. Good point, Joe. So if this bombs this joke, Joe, it's on you. The opponents of some of these com- common sense laws. Common sense laws. So we've now taken, uh, this is, please pay attention to this, people. We have taken constitutional laws, and we are fighting them with common sense laws. This is very important. This is, this is a positioning that is being embedded into your brain, and I have a couple examples of this common sense. It's only a matter of time until, what's his name, Conan? Conan will do one of these pieces where everyone's talking common sense, common sense, common yeah, sense, common it, sense, it, it, common it sense. It won't take long. Yeah. They could probably uh, do it now. Yeah, oh, easy. I could do bellicose. it bellicose. They could probably do bellicose. Bellicose, yeah. Ginned up. Ginned up. Ginned up. Ginned up. What does that mean, ginned up? Is that, is that a throwback to uh, bootlegging? It, it kind of, I know, I think I think the meaning of gin. I, I could look it up, but I'm pretty sure the meaning is like kind of thrown together. No, I'm looking at the meaning here. Ginned up means drunk. Well, I think that's what it stemmed from. But and so so something that was ginned up was put together by a drunk. Or <laughs> I, I think that's what the real. <laughs> I think that's what I think that's what he's saying. Or to excite or enliven, to remove the seeds of cotton, <laughs> hmm. to catch, to start. Okay, to start. Uh, clearly a synonym of begin. This is old and cited in Wycliffe's Bible of 1382. Damn, I knew Barack was lying about his age, but damn. All right, so let's uh, listen to what was ginned up. And that is that the opponents of some of these com- common sense laws common sense. have opponents. ginned up <laughs> opponents up. fears. Fears. 
among responsible gun owners. Responsible gun owners. That have nothing to do with what's being proposed, nothing to do with the facts. Oh, facts! But feeds into this suspicion about government. <laughs> you hear some of these quotes. I need a gun to protect myself from the government. Uh, yeah. Isn't that mm, kind of the whole part of it? And listen, people. Oh, that's just crazy. That's just crazy talk. We can't do background checks because the government's going to come take my guns away. I love the pregnant pause. You mean like what happened in Australia? Yes. The government's us. Oh. Oh. These officials are elected by you. Yes. The government's us. We the people. Yes. And we the people say no. That's the whole point. This is, this is what drove me nuts. We the people say, no, we don't want whatever you're proposing, these common sense laws. That's obvious. But he just keeps coming back with facts and common sense. They are elected by you. I am elected by you. I'm constrained as they are constrained. 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 What is the exact? Does that mean against his will? Held back. Yeah, but does it mean against your will is my no, question. No, it doesn't mean against your will. To compel by physical, moral, or circumstantial force. Yeah. To force by imposed stricture, restriction, or limitation. There is force in that. He feels forced. He does. By a system that our founders put in place. This is a government of and by and for the people. That's right. And, and, and so, surely, we can have a debate that's not based on the notion somehow that your elected representatives uh, are trying to do something to you other than potentially prevent another group of families from grieving the way the families of Aurora or Newtown or Columbine have grieved. No, I think we can have any conversation we want. We've, we've got to get past... Uh, some of the rhetoric that gets perpetuated. Why? That breaks down trust <laughs> and, and yeah, why? is so over the top. Oh, it's over it, the top, John. It's over the it's top. It's over the top because it's what he doesn't agree with. Well, it's funny because later on he actually says something. Like, I guess it's only if you're white and we live in Iowa. I mean, it, 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 feel, it felt very racial to me. And I told a story about two conversations I had. The first conversation was when Michelle came back from doing some campaigning out in rural Iowa. Rural Iowa. Is that code? Is that code for redneck? And we were sitting at, at, at dinner. That's racial code, isn't it? Tell me. That's, I that's think so. Racial code. And she had been to, uh, you know, a big county, a lot of driving out there, a lot of farmland. And she said, you know, if I was living out in, in a farm in Iowa. Uh, and you know, see how he gets that hick talk? If I were living on a farm in Iowa, Iowa, it's, it, it's so racial. You know, if I was living out well, in in a farm in Iowa, uh, I'd, I'd probably want a gun, too. Oh, it's okay if you're out in, in a farm. So somebody just drives up into your driveway and... Shoots you. You're not home. You don't know who these people are. and You don't know how long it's going to take for the sheriffs to respond and... I, I, I can see why you, you'd want some guns for protection. What is the difference? Why is it not? Why is it okay 
to want some guns for protection in rural Iowa, but not in uh, urban Chicago. Where people are getting shot left and right. Where it's actually gangsters. where people are actually coming up to your door and, and you don't know who they are and you might want to protect yourself. This this yeah. is what makes no sense to me. It just it's illogical. Yet no one caught no one questions him on this. Of course not. Why would they? And so what's this this Mark Kelly dude? Uh he's Mark. the astronaut, Captain Kelly. I'm sorry. <laughs> Captain Kelly. So Captain Kelly is uh, Gabby Gifford's husband. Gabby Giffords apparently shot, and she um, she seems perfectly normal, looks great, but she can't talk. She talks like this now. And I went back and watched some older videos of her, and she always had a weird speech pattern, and not dissimilar to what she has now. But it's like, you know, now I guess the the brain injury. And I'm actually, why wasn't Gabby Giffords up there with President Obama um, during that uh, brain award? She should, that would have been perfect. Bring her up. We can help Gabby Giffords walk and talk again. That actually would have been a good idea. I mean, what were they thinking, those idiots? Perfect, perfect. Now, because they're on the gun beat. I was thinking about this with some other situation that recently occurred where I was thinking, why don't they put somebody up, this this guy up there? I can't, I'll think of it in a minute, but it's another one. What, What are they thinking? Well, it's interesting, this Mark Kelly, I've been following him, and now he went too far. So he is, he is replica, he is, I mean, they have, um, Tattooed the talking points onto his onto his ass, and he, I, I guess he either wants to become a politician, uh, he wants to run for something, or he's been promised something, or maybe he's just doing it for dear life. I don't know, but when he, I, I think you nailed it. I, I'm going to put it in the red book. Yeah, he's he's going to take her spot. Well, so I think, and and it's funny because when you you'll hear a little clip in this, a little bit where he's talking to her. Now it's okay that. That, you know, she she has a speech problem. It, I guess it's true. I mean, I, I hate to say it, but I have my doubts. But he, but why does he have to talk to her like she's retarded? I'm sorry people hate it when I use the R word. But in this case, he's really like, isn't that right, Gabby? Like she can't understand anything. You know, she, I think yeah, she under- my understanding was that she has some motor difficulties. But not, she but, should be able but, to understand anything. Yeah, but the he fast-talking ta- guy from the FedEx commercials back in the seventies. This is understand. her husband, and he's he's doing this like, isn't that right, dear? And he's like shaking his head, like this is where you say yes. You know, very very creepy. But anyway, here he is with the talking points as he's trying to be a politician. I think any bill that does not include a universal background check <laughs> is a mistake. It's the most common sense. Thing that we can do Common to prevent sense. criminals and the mentally ill from having access to weapons. So I love the mentally ill. He's really all over the mentally ill thing, which, of course, you know, um, I am mentally ill. I have a mental illness. It's called Tourette's syndrome. It is an actual illness. It's defined and no cure, by the way. Should I have a gun? You know, I could have a tick and I could just pull the trigger accidentally. So maybe yeah, I'm not you fit. could. It's because you're dangerous. Yeah. You'd be dangerous. I mean, the system gun. that we have right now. We have 40% of all Americans who... Oh, here's his stats. Buy a gun, buy it without a background check. Which, of course, is now debunked to be not true. Uh, it is more like 17%, uh, and even the president's been called out on these bogative numbers. But he's at least using the same bogative numbers. And that's probably where most of the criminals and the mentally ill are going. Oh, the gun shows. It's filled with criminals and mentally ill. I mean, we know from a poll <laughs> that has been done with, with criminals in prison that over 80% of them get them through that loophole. So it would be a mistake not to address the 
the thing that 92% of... Oh, he's, he's ratchet. I'll take your nine, nine out of 10 Americans and I'll make it 9.2 out of 10 Americans. American households support and 74% of NRA members support, which is a universal background check. Right. And, and that, by the way, is true. The NRA is not your friend. The NRA, they're a douchebags. I'm telling you, they, they are not on your side. You are being duped if you think the NRA is really there to protect you. They're there to ease you into it. All right. Well, let, let's pick up on that because the main feature... Of- this, by the way, is Fox, which amazed me. What is going to be in the Senate President bill and what you are pushing and are pushing today. He, he's, what do you mean he's pushing a Senate bill? What is, what, why is he pushing? He's an astronaut. An astronaut. He is the universal background check. This week, you went, or rather recently, a few weeks ago, you went to a, uh, a gun store in the Arizona area and bought a forty-five caliber handgun. And afterwards, you discussed the background check you had to go through. With your wife, Gabby. Let's okay. <laughs> Listen carefully. Let's take a look. It was very easy to do. It took yeah. like five minutes. Oh, five minutes. You know, that's what we got to do is make sure everybody has to get a background check before buying a gun. To make yeah. sure the criminals and the mentally ill can't get one. Universal background checks. Yes. Did you hear that? He's like talking to her like, we have to make sure that everyone gets a background check so criminals can't buy this. Right, Gab? And she goes, universal background check. Yeah, this is uh, obviously staged Yeah, for the camera. And the guy, he's a bad actor. That's what I think it is. Captain Kelly, what do you think that showed? (laughs) That you're a bad actor is what it shows. Return your SAG card immediately. Well, you know, we went in there, my executive director and ours. The ex- oh, this is where he fucks it up. Executive director of our organization. Oh, <laughs> the director of the little movie you were making. I mean, the, the executive director of my organization, which is probably a movie. And in five minutes and 36 seconds is the time it took to fill out one piece of paper. You only have to fill out one side and for it to be submitted to the National Instant Criminal Background Check System and get an answer. Five minutes and 36 seconds. Yeah, well, so what's the big deal? It was a background check. Sounds like, wait, hold on a second. This sounds like progress. Ah, I mean, you, ah. you, you go right. It's like my uh, Mimi was talking about this. She's talking about she had to go into some computer system. And it's like like my the, my doctors have instituted one of these things. It's impossible to use. It's horrible. It's a joke. And then she says, then she went to some other system. And, and you've had this happen. I've had it happen. You go there. Uh, and you and they got all your records. It comes up really quick. It's snappy. Uh, you know, it's not confusing what what you're supposed to do. And you get and it's and it's instant. It works like a champ. And that's the goal of of information technology. T- the fact that it took as much as five minutes is actually seems to me to be something to complain about. Not to say, well, it should have taken forever. I think it should have been a piece of crap, and I should have waited for months. <laughs> you're missing the point. Apparently. Yeah, you, well, the point is interestingly going to be made by your friends at Fox News who are on board with the program, too, of course, getting their paychecks from the same Democrat party. So what it shows you is that it is not the burden that the NRA leadership says uh, what a background check is. I mean, it's a simple common sense thing we can common do sense. to make sure the criminals and the mentally ill can't have access to firearms. Well, let's talk about that, because in in Gabby's tragic case, the shooter, Jared Loftner, had been suspended from college. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, he's the right guy. Because he was deemed to be a a threat to himself and to others. Uh, He went to a gun store. He got a 
uh, a gun, passed a background check. So uh, Chris is setting him up. What was missing? What was missing from the background check? Uh, Professor John C. Dvorak. I would assume his medical records oh, or his crazy record. His, cra- his crazy record. If he was crazy, which, his crazy. Which, by the way, aren't allowed to be divulged, but maybe they should be. Uh, and yet he was able then, of course, to go out and shoot Gabby and 18 other people. Uh, and, and the NRA says the problem, the problem with the background check is that the kind of mental health information, for instance, in Lochner's case, doesn't get passed on so it doesn't get to be part of the background check. Oh, there's the NRA, your friend going to help put the medical information into the background check. It's so obvious. And yes, Fox is helping. It's illegal. So well, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. You're going to divulge that voluntarily because you're not going to oh, get the maybe, no, you're not going to get your drugs. It's all this is already passed in um, in um, I think Colorado passed this. You have to have a um uh you so to, to get your meds. Yes, you're, you're going to have to sign a waiver mm-hmm. of the privacy laws that yes. protect your medical records. Yes. You'll get an eligibility certificate. That's what, I'm sorry, Connecticut now has this. You'll have an eligibility certificate that will allow you to buy guns or ammo. So what this will do, of course, is uh, keep anyone who's ever thinking of getting a gun from ever going to see a shrink. Yeah. Which may or may not be good a good thing. And, and I mean, these days, you know, I don't know if there's all these companies that if you uh, you even if you go to your doctor they're like oh could you please sign up with this company online and enter all your medical history and I'm like no <laughs> it's like you know doctorsupport.com or whatever like no no I'm not going to do that I'm not going to put it on some third party thing this is between me and my doctor and I'll fill out a piece of paper and you can type it in manually no no because I know where that leads Anyway, to, to wind up the war on crazy, here's the craziest person of all, uh, Congresswoman Diana DeGette. And this is a great piece of video um, where she's talking about banning the magazine clips, as she calls them, mag- high-capacity magazine clips. But her reasoning behind it is rather strange. And I want you to, to listen with me, John. Just br- very briefly to your last question, what's the efficacy of, pa- of banning these magazine clips? I will tell you, these, these, this is, these are um, ammunition. They're bullets. So the people who have those now, they're going to shoot them. And so if you ban, if you ban them in the future, the number of these high-capacity magazines is going to decrease dramatically over time. Because the bullets will have been shot and there won't be any more available. Oh, what an idiot! This is unbelievable. What a clown! This is like that woman that was on this today in the Chamber of Commerce that we had a clip of a couple of years ago who says, "Well, I would I would think that the, the laws in Arizona really shouldn't be as harsh as they are because it's not a border state." It's like these people are – this is a moron. Who is this woman? What's her name? Congresswoman Diana DeGette, D-E-G-E-T. D-E-G-E-T. And she believes that these clips, like, they're not rechargeable or something. <laughs> you can't, like, put more bullets in there. You buy them packed with bullets, kind of like a candy bar, and you yeah, use and it. Yeah, and then when you shoot them, then you got to make it. Now you have to – you, you throw it away. You throw it away. <laughs> but it, 
this is an, this is a more she does it. She looks like an idiot. No offense, lady, but you don't look that bright. Maybe she can work for. Uh... Trying to see where she's from. <laughs> and and Not... by the way, Mr. President, this is the people we apparently chose. In she's our a Democrat. Well, surprise. She's a new representative to Jefferson County. Jefferson County, what? I don't know. Like, if there's not a Jefferson County in every state, I don't know what is. Denver. Oh, yeah. There you go. When I, heard, when I first heard that Congressman Diana DeJet, Denver, would announce her bid to be reelected to Congress in the first congressional district in the Columbine Library. Oh, Columbine area. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My first thought was I thought that library in Cherry Creek was on Milwaukee, not Columbine. As it turned out, I was right. <laughs> there is no Denver Library on Columbine Street. This is on her, her web page. Diana DeJet's congresswoman's webpage it's goes on DeJet. and on. DeJet.house.gov, is that where it is? Well, no, this is dianadejet.com. Oh, okay. Well, she has her, website. She has her own, uh, she also gets her own house website. About Diana. About Colorado. And she has an ad, free file. Oh, that's for, for filing your taxes faster. Hey, it, <clears throat> by the way, it is uh, while you're stewing in that, <clears throat> I'm just telling the Denver people, get a clue, you idiots. Yeah, we really got to get rid of this. This is crazy. You really got to get rid of these people. So the, um, the I was watching a lot of C-SPAN, and um, they had uh, the guy on from the IRS. Of course, it's tax season. Um, yeah, John and I uh, uh, are independent uh Contractors, we 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 have like we're, we're doing business as right, so we basically uh, we just split up the money and then we file our individual taxes, and we're kind of like a small business, right? Yeah, but doing business as a no agenda show. Yeah, and uh, so we we pay our taxes, and uh, we are in a category that is targeted, my friend, targeted with a capital T. That's everybody. No, no, no. We specifically are being targeted, capital T, and the IRS is out there putting it in our face. Get ready for it. People are paying that voluntarily. What's needed, though, is an enforcement presence by IRS so that taxpayers are confident that IRS uh, is enforcing the law and that their uh, people's friends and neighbors are paying their fair share. Okay, so just that's a setup here. He's saying we need enforcement. And by the way, the IRS has guns. They are armed. Um, so that people can be sure their friends and neighbors are paying their fair share. So this is a no, very... They want us to think on our oh, friends oh, yeah. and neighbors. Oh, yeah. This is a very ugly thing this man is doing. It's like, hey, you know, do you, you think your neighbors like, uh, you know, it's like... Uh, Here's a recent on the side. story from Time Magazine that $600 billion the IRS can't collect. It asks who owes the money the IRS is trying to get a, get a handle on and why. The single biggest contributor to the tax gap, 84% of it, are people who simply underreport their income. The biggest headache for the IRS is collecting business income from the self-employed who must voluntarily report their earnings and may, accidentally or on purpose, omit items such as income received through uh, bartering, debt cancellation. That debt cancellation, by the way, is crazy. Have you, have you heard about this? If you get if you get your debt canceled on like your mortgage, that is you get a ten ninety nine in the mail. Thank you very much. That's now income, and you have to pay taxes on it. Yes, I know that. Or kickback. That's, that's been the case forever. <clears throat> yeah, a lot of people are kind of surprised by this. 
Why is that uh, such a such an issue? We can guess as to why that money's hard to collect and what happens when the IRS discovers someone's underreporting. Well, we get our guns, we go in there, and Mr. Curry, it's the IRS here. Open up. Uh, it's an interesting problem for IRS. Uh, where there's information reporting, where third parties are reporting your income to IRS, uh, the compliance rate for that kind of income is very high. So, so wage employer, earners, so yeah, wage earners have very high compliance rates slaves. because the W-2s um, go to <laughs> wage earners equal slave. Wage earner, but IRS gets a copy of those <laughs> slaves. So wage earners Sad have a wage copy earners. of the W-2 with their income on it. What are we then? Uh, they know IRS knows, so the compliance rate there is very high. And it's hard to make an error, um, even an uh -huh. uh, involuntary error, because you've got the, the number on the W-2. In situations where there is no information reporting, the non-compliance rate is very high. That's mm. the problem area. One area is business income, especially small business income. Uh, it's not necessarily the case that small business people are any, any less honest. But, uh, but, there's we no but we don't trust them. Information reporting on that income. Ah, we do information reporting. You watch. They're coming for well, us. I mean, you know, the way you have to do this, of course, is to stay on the good side of these guys is you got to run everything. In fact, what we do, we run everything through one bank account. Yep. So all the money that comes at all goes through there. So you have a net yeah. deposit at yeah. the end of the year that actually makes sense. And that as, since it comes from PayPal, you can actually audit it. And uh, and all the checks get deposited into that account too. The people that send us checks, box three three nine, El Cerrito, California nine four three nine four five three zero, that goes through that same account. And so it's it's not too complicated. But but then again, it's like uh, the IRS comes pounding the door and they go up and they look at your mantle and they say uh, these challenge coins. Did <laughs> yeah. you declare them? Yeah, this challenge. You have a lot of challenge hey, coins, that, don't you? I see a mac and cheese carton there. Twelve. It's a box of mac and cheese. <laughs> did you declare? Did you declare that? Did you declare your mac and cheese? I don't know. I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh yeah, that'd be fab. Declare your mac and cheese, slave. Uh, Ashley Hurst, our friend Ashley up in Seattle, the fish. She sent me another picture. Oh, she didn't send me any. Oh, she sent me, well, because she knows I like pictures. She sent me a picture of her uh, in Alaska uh, with a big-ass salmon on the boat. She catches these, she goes out on the boat to do to, to catch salmon. Yeah. She's hardcore, and she's hot. Yeah. She's pretty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She is, uh, and uh, yeah, she probably eats well. Uh, Seattle, Washington, one eleven eleven. Happy birthday to my friend Gus four four twenty thirteen. Yeah, I feel bad that she didn't wish me a happy birthday. <sighs> no David. one knows. you 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 hide at that. You you never want to celebrate your birthday. David Lane in Virgin in parts parts of Virginia. Uh, who sent us a long? He sent a long note. He says he's glad he found the No Agenda show and uh, got a great deal out of it. Uh, at some point, I would make something. I can't read his writing, so I can something. The discussion on rings and pins. Oh, he sent us a couple, two pins and two ham radio challenge coins. Oh, yeah, he and his donation was one hundred point seventy three. Seventy three is my friend. 73, KG4, G1Y. <laughs> KF5, SLN here. Kilo, Fox 5, Sierra Lima, November. GIY. Wouldn't be G1Y. You know what? I'm going to get uh, LGY. I'm going to get a vanity call. 
The L G Y. Yeah, little little Lesbian girl yay. yay. <laughs> little little girl yay. Little girl yay. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah. I'm just gonna keep mine. Uh, I can never but, remember yours, but of course you never use it. Kevin Johnson, six liquid natural gas. Very easy to remember. And what is that in regular speak? I don't know. Kilo, Juliet, Lima, November, Golf. Uh, six, Lima, November, Anonymous Golf. Anonymous in San Jose, California, 100. Thanks. A couple of notes about some stories on the show. In regards to the crackdown on insanity, if you end up voluntarily or involuntarily committed to a mental institution, the first form they make you sign is a five-year ineligibility form to buy a firearm, which is then sent to the DOJ. Oh, Good to know. Random comment. This donation is because of the funny reference to Spam House as Spam Whores. <laughs> I was cracking up in the office and people thought I was losing it or a high. Or both. Well, <laughs> Spam. You know what? He's not saying, like, thanks for deconstructing that incredible piece of North Korean uh, uh, inter intercontinental policy. No, no. Thanks for saying whore. <laughs> Thanks for deconstructing how the internet works, but I'm really giving you money because you made me laugh about the word whore. <laughs> Gus Engstrom in Seattle, Washington. My mom would be proud. 100 bucks. Uh, ITM, the donation is in honor of his 32nd birthday. We have him down on the list. Eric Olson in Water Valley, Mississippi. Uh, another birthday, Elizabeth Borozan in Tucson, Arizona. Uh, and she bitches about the rain stick. Oh, yeah. She says, hi, old boys. First you shake the rain sticks, and it snows three inches in Tucson. I'm going to give you some more. I don't mind a little more for Texas, too. She did a 7170. Uh, Steven Sorrell in Amarillo, Texas. 69! 69, dudes! Right on time. Good one. We have a few this time. We got to use all 69. Paul Peter Peterman in Pedemon. No, Peerdemon. Peerdemon in Happert, someplace or other. Uh, he's, a, he's in Germany, I guess, or someplace. He says, Omt uns regieren bis sloten heft um million, even nicht heben. This is not German. I don't know what it's it is. Dutch. No. Well, let me read it then, Fred. Since you're stopping, Omt uns regieren bis sloten heft um vier million, die we niet hebben. Ik denk 4 miljard die we niet hebben aan Syrië, eigenlijk hun steende vriendjes te geven, hebben besloten om te doneren aan een echt goed doel. De beste podcast in het universum. PS, if you have any karma to spare, I'll have some. Yeah, absolutely. Adam's great, John's a jerk. That's what he said. No, that would be a Dutch approach. Dame Tanya in New York City. Hello, Dame Tanya. And uh, she, oh, she wishes me a happy birthday. Aww. At least somebody keeps up. That's nice. Wait. Uh, sir, when we'll, we'll do the birthday thing on Sunday for me. <laughs> do we have a, a, a number that we're supposed to donate for your birthday? Uh, well, let's see. I thought it was 60. Six, 60 bucks would be good. <laughs> Sir Rory Stone and rapper, just any amount, whatever you think, how old you think I am. <laughs> there you go. This is no, this is a great. What the consensus is? This is great. Okay, so uh, it'll be the note you add is John's birthday, and the number is the age you think he really is. <laughs> a great idea. I wish I'd thought of that. Int. 
55. <laughs> Double nickels on the sticks. <laughs> uh, uh, Sir Rory Stone in Rapid City, South Dakota, uh, 69-69. Sir Michael Schumacher in Rat. Chokungamunga, 69-69. That closes our segment. 69! 69, 69-69! Thanks, Scott Olson, who becomes a knight today in San Diego, California, 56-33. Mr. Max Powers uh, in Redding, California. And that's the name he's going to use, whether you like it or not, 55-55. Also, uh, Andrew Redhill in Surrey. Oh no, he's in. He's no, he's in, in, he's in Red no, Hill. last name. He's in Red Hill, Surrey. Well, you call him Andrew Red Hill. <laughs> the old-fashioned way of naming people in England. Yeah, where they're from? That's right. Edward Sheets. Yeah, Andrew of Red Hill. Andrew Sheets in Brewerton, New York. Uh, Eric Williams in Guildford, Surrey. Hey, my old stomping grounds, Guildford. Yeah, Guildford. 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 It says Guild. No, that's know. how that's how you pronounce, you pronounce yeah, Guildford. I know. They they pronounce stuff weird. Sam Menner, uh, Box Hill, South Victoria, and he fit double nickels on a dime. He says, it's cheaper to support the show than a saint killed a hooker. <laughs> and less likely to leave me with a venereal disease. What does a saint killed a hooker look like? Saint killed a... Are they good uh, looking? Probably some area where there's a lot of hookers well, in Australia. Well, I'm going to go... Is saint killed a... Is a let me see what I get on images. Saint killed a hooker. Oh, wow. Woo! Image search. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. I got to do it. Image search. Saint they're Hill. on the, the, but they're street walking hookers is what they are in St. Kilda. That's Yeah, that would be the that would be what he's that, talking about. That's our equivalent. There you go. If it's not thank you for saying the word whore, thank you for being cheaper than a whore. This is great. We're doing fantastic. I like the one with the boots. Ooh, there's one that's not so great. Well, that would be They're, they're not all winners. Awesome. All right. I didn't know they had that in Australia. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, hold on a second. What? Okay, never mind. Now, 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 now I got I to gotta get back to it. Okay, we just got a couple more. Uh, Dame Naomi in the Lane Cove North Parts Unknown. Yeah. 50. Uh, Jay Codicini in uh, Kennett's. Square, Pennsylvania. Uh, Sir Greg Brunsell in Kenosha, Wisconsin. I, 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 Bean should be on here, and he's not. I have to Who? figure out what happened. Or right, Alan Bean, or Sir Alan over here in Oakland, but we credit him on Sunday. Okay. Martin Volprecht in Berlin, 50, and that will be the end of our uh, segment of uh, thanking everyone who individually yeah. helped us uh, produce this show. Yeah, and, and I really do appreciate this. And, and now that you now as we started off, you know that uh, you are a, a, an actual producer of the program. There's tons of stuff that people contribute all the time. We could not do the program without you, uh, not just the financial part, uh, but the the actual information you send us, the experts that you are that we get to lean on. And these are not you know experts who get some piece of paper written uh, by the CIA or the DIA or God knows whatever oh, IAs. Yeah, no, I agree. Hold on a second. So I, I swear to God this just happened. As I ran Brunsell and uh, uh, Volpert, I, I scrolled back a little bit. I mean, it had the thing right in front of me. It ended with uh, uh, Guilford. I said Sam Manor. I did, yeah, then I, I did I do Kevin Payne, $50 in one oh, set. Oh, there he is. Yeah. Yeah, they showed up. 
<laughs> they just showed up. Yeah, I'm, it's funny on mine too. Really? Yeah, I see it now. Maybe what the he, heck is wrong with this spreadsheet? I don't know. I, what, I'm weird, using so we can thank these other guys. So Kevin Payne, fifty dollars one cent. Sir Alan Bean in Oakland, fifty. Uh, Matthew Janizuski, I think, in Chicago. Uh, Gary Wiley in Squim, Washington, uh, local boy. Uh, Naomi Harris, which I got, we got her, and we yeah. got uh, Jay, Jay, and then we got Brunsel, so I believe, Sergei. and yeah. and the Berlin boy, and Mark. So yeah, yeah. that was strange. Oh, are you using Open Office? No, this is the real deal. This is Excel. <laughs> Whoa, yeah, lavish. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you lavish. very much, but That's but seriously, um, we do need the support to continue for the next five hundred episodes at least. So we can continue to do what we do, which uh, includes a lot of tedious watching of C-SPAN. Although I, I have to admit, I, I do get a kick out of it most of the time. <laughs> no, it's a, we alternate nicely, though. Sometimes you you get on a big C-SPAN kick and you take over, and it's all good. Um, to support us, simply go to Dvorak.org. Slash N-A. And also, uh, please consider signing up for a monthly. If everybody would sign up for a monthly, even a small one, then we would really be out of the woods, which we are not yet. But that's okay. Let's, uh, oh no, I don't want to do a sword yet. Let's uh, hit the birthdays for a moment. It's your birthday, birthday. Oh, no, All right, we screwed up on uh, Sir A.J. Reistot. Uh, we did not wish his daughter, Katie, a happy sixth birthday. Somehow that slipped through the cracks, so... Katie, happy birthday from your Uncle Adam and Uncle John. We love you. Happy birthday. Ashley Hurst says happy birthday to her friend Gus. Gus congratulates himself. He turns 32 today. And Eric Olson also turns, uh, well, he turns 34, and he uh, celebrated uh, yesterday. <laughs> so happy birthday from your friends here at the best podcast in the universe. It's your birthday, yeah. Now we have, uh, we have uh, some nightings, finally. Um, and we're very proud to uh, welcome these knights to the uh, round table of the No Agendas, John. If you've and you have Janice on that list, I would assume. Yeah, but that's uh, yeah, but she's uh, no, upping no, her title. Saying. She's upping yeah. her title. Yeah, yeah. No, I've got. If you, listen, if you want to do the 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 night, no, 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 certain, no. Okay, I just said that. I just want to make sure we got the. Todd Brink, Scott Olson, step forward, gentlemen. You two have joined the elite club of the Knights of the Noah Agenda Roundtable. We got a couple dames here as well, which you might want to say hi to. So please, thank you for your support to the Noah Agenda podcasting event. Uh, in the amount of $1,000 or more, I hereby pronounce thee Sir Todd, Knight of the Macaroni au Fromage, and Sir Scott Olson, both Knights of the Noah Agenda Roundtable. Gentlemen, for you, hookers and blow, rent boys and chardonnay, hot pants and booze, wenches to be with us for winning rosa, geishas and sake, vodka, noodle, bong hits and bourbon, sparkling cider, and escorts, and Mutton and mead. And we congratulate David Foley with his brand new barony. He now becomes the Baron of Silicon Valley. So, um, John. Somebody has to do it. It's a, it's a tough one. Uh, he has ups, uh, he uh, receives his uh, barony. And black dame Janice Kang uh, becomes a baronet. And uh, so she has no protectorate at the moment, she, but she is a black baronet, I guess. Or do you do you go from a black dame to uh, a black yeah, this baronet? Is, this is debatable. Ooh. We have to make we have to set down. We're probably going to come up with a small ebook that will discuss <laughs> a in giblet, great detail a giblet, a giblet, <laughs> so discuss in great detail the rules of this uh, particular peerage. Okay. Well, you should do that. I like it. 
I like it. Well, thank you all very much. Thank you, everybody, uh, particularly the uh, the monthly donors who uh, never get mentioned and people under $50 who remain uh, anonymous by doing so. We uh, really appreciate all of the support. Um, I had, uh, I had like, some second half of the show stuff. I got something here. Oh, nice. What you got? I'm just, I just found uh, The Age out of Victoria, Australia, the story, Tales from the Street. Mm-hmm. And here they discuss this. They walk the margins of life and the and the law. St. Kilda's street workers are the most visible and at times vulnerable elements of the sex trade. They are talked of rather than talked to with grainy images of women on the street corners held up as cautionary tales of lives and worlds gone wrong. So I guess I'm... Professional photographer came in and went to uh, as an artisan resident at some halfway house and handed out cameras to all these hookers. Yeah. And they went out and shot a bunch of pictures. And then, of course, they don't show any of them. But that's the, the age. What do you expect? Anyway, that was that's it. That, that's it. That's what you got. Yeah. Um, so there was this is well. Let me see if I you know, first. Let me do second half of the show stuff because people are requesting it and they feel that I'm lacking a little bit. Are you going to talk? Wait, wait. Let me. Can I get can I make a wild guess? You can try. Talk about the aliens that are no, uh, the bodyguards no. of uh, Obama. <laughs> that was pretty funny. He was a shapeshifter. Yeah, shapeshifter. Yeah. That's what he now, that was a couple weeks ago. Nah. Then we know we know he's got shapeshifters. What am I going to do? Sit Michelle here and pound was a shapeshifter. What? Michelle Obama. Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> no, I mean we we Just know get back on that diet. <laughs> oh, no, we we know that they're shapeshifters. We know that they employ them. This is uh, like this is not get, new you were going to do. No, I mean, this is what am I going to say? No, I'm going to um, uh, point you in a direction. Uh, you remember in the movie The Matrix, um, Neo's passport had an expiration date. Was it expiration date or his birthday of 9-11? You remember this? No, I do not. Oh, and so, so this... A couple times. Right. So uh, now the same company that made The Matrix... Did the movie Cloud Atlas, and Cloud Atlas has multiple clues, and this is coming to me, of course, through my uh, my networks, my circles that I travel in of the conspiratorial kind, not the kind they talk about on NBC. That is training wheel conspiracy stuff. You come to no agenda second half of the show for the real deal, and the real deal is San Onofre. Is that how you pronounce it? San Onofre. San Onofre. So uh, San Onofre, they, you know, this is the nuclear plant uh, is it San Diego? In San Onofre. <laughs> in San Onofre, which is uh, near San Diego. So they are, uh, I guess they're, they're restarting one of the, two, the plant's two reactors for a test. Um, now, you know, I'm very pro-nuclear, uh, I think. It's, but this is uh, old technology. And uh, there are many clues in this Cloud Atlas movie, which you may want to check out, that point to an event at San, San Onofre. And then all of a sudden, they start cranking these old reactors up for some test. Uh, I'd say we have something coming. And there are many people with me. I thought it was Santa Onofre. No, I don't. I think it's, it's San? I think it's Santa Onofre. Okay, whatever. Um... Uh, then just some fun crap. So you th- what you're saying is you think they're going to do some pull us. You 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 say they're going to pull a stunt. A, fu- a Fukushima. A yeah. stunt. Yeah, a Fukushima. Yeah. 
Exactly. A Fukushima. Who would they be? Um, well, uh, considering that the, uh, I think we still need to stick the, the knife all the way to the hilt in the, uh, in the nuclear industry in the United States. And you know, we started a new reactor. This has to stop. All kinds of uh, stories are out once again, discrediting nuclear energy. There's a new report. Oh, my God. This was so funny. Um, a new report by the Radiation and Public Health Project, a fine nonprofit registered in New Jersey, uh, in I think in Clifton, New Jersey, of all places, or Cherry Grove or something. And um, this is, uh, they're saying that uh, it appears that uh, children... It was Radiation and Public Health what? It's... Um, Radiation and Public Health Project, Inc. And uh, and so they came out with a report, which they claim is peer-reviewed, and uh, that uh, uh, Fukushima has sickened American infants on the West Coast. It has sickened them. They have hypothermia. Now, what? of course, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hypothermia because of Fukushima. Peer-reviewed report. And, of course, I go looking at this outfit, this uh, nonprofit, very, very small, um, and who is in there? Our friend Robert Alvarez. Do you remember him, Robert Alvarez? He was the head of the Department of Energy for Clinton, but he got fired after uh, he got busted for growing pot in his, in his in his basement. Married to a huge anti-nuke lawyer who who repped Karen Silkwood. Remember we talked about him? Oh yeah. So this douchebag is on the board. So that that you know, and I mean, please, I mean, really, this. Radiation. They have hypothermia. Fact. Fact. Hypothermia. Uh, not hypothermia. Hypo. Hi, sorry. Hypothyroidism. That's what I meant to say. Hypothermia. Hypothyroidism. So huh. you, have, you have hyperthyroidism and hypothyroidism. Yeah. And hypo is uh, where your uh, your thyroid is working less. Right. And hyper is where it's overactive. And it's funny because if, if you have an overactive thyroid, they actually give you a radioactive iodine <laughs> to, to, to slow it down. Uh, so they Yeah, have, the most radiation poisoning, for people who don't know, is uh, the, the thyroid accumulates the radioactive iodine, and uh, which is, a, is uh, essentially what – I mean, you can get poisoned from just cell damage, but the, the minor stuff is a thyroid attack. And so that's why you take iodine supplements, right? To to load up the thyroid with so much iodine, it's a, the radioactive version comes by. It goes, nah, nah, I'm full. I'm full. You can go someplace <laughs> else, on. and then you move pee on. it out. Right, move on. So here's how you know, just the language alone kind of lets you know that it's biased. Radioactive isotopes blasted from the failed reactors may have given kids born in Hawaii and along the American West Coast health disorders, which if left untreated can lead to permanent mental and physical handicaps. Children born in Alaska, California, Hawaii, Oregon, and Washington between one and one week and 16 weeks after the meltdowns began in March 2011 were 28% more likely to suffer from con congenital hypothyroidism than were kids born in those states during the same period one year earlier. Pfft, please? Really? 28% more likely? I mean, it could be anything. It could be traveling through old TSA scanners, for all I know. Yeah, it could be actually. There's a lot of possibilities. Which they don't test, of course. They're not, you know, they are... Uh, their entire mission, according to their Form 990, which I look at as a nonprofit, is to uh, figure out what causes cancer. 
But they only, for some reason, seem to focus on nuclear power plants. <laughs> Makes so much sense. I would guess that there are, uh, and I wouldn't, I, I would, I, I'm not going to say that these people are doing this, but I know that a good way to make money is to set up some sort of an operation and then uh, uh, extort money from people that you start to attack with reports. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is Jesse Jackson's notorious Yeah, he he knows how to do that. And then, you know, so part of this is all because of the, what you are hoping is this, you know, this big liquid natural gas, the shale gas, the big boom we've got going on in America. There's more and more evidence that uh, it doesn't seem to be for real. Have you been following these reports? No, actually, I have not. Yeah, it's looking more like, you know, it's guys like Zero Hedge, but if you really look a little deeper, it appears that, you know, there was a lot of hype about the, you know, we're going to be the next Saudi Arabia and we'll, it will be energy independent. Meanwhile, we're still importing liquid natural gas. and But the fracking doesn't seem to have really um, delivered the goods. Well, the fracking thing is, is sketchy in, in a lot of, for a lot of different reasons, but I think... If I'm not mistaken, I think once they they really start tapping into North Dakota, because there's known reserves up there of all kinds of gas and oil. Yeah, and, but it's not going to be busy, and all the prices of all the houses are way up. Yeah, but it's not going to be a hundred years of free stuff like the like they're talking about. No, I think I think the way this is played is so we have all this anti nuke, anti nuke, and the president's all over gas, gas, gas. It's all everyone's like, we got to do gas. Gas is way cheap. It's too cheap to produce. Now, now is the t- if you want to ride the gas, if you want to ride that sucker, you got to buy in now because that thing's going to go up. What is it like three fifty now uh, for a a, a, a a mega multitude of gas, whatever they measured in? Well, let's take a look at what the price currently is. A globulon. It's a globulon. <laughs> a globulon of gas is about three fifty. I'm going to guess. I'm going to tell you in a second. Uh, it's sitting at no, it's up to three ninety. Yeah, they, it's on its way. This thing well, is going to explode. This is the new Bitcoin. And crude oil is coming down. It's down to ninety two ninety. For people who need to know, gold is collapsing. It's down to fifteen fifty four. Collapsing, he says. It's collapsing. Obliterating. It's collapsing. Go ahead, lay some more words on it. <laughs> and uh, the euro is down to a buck twenty nine, which is. It's hanging in there. It's hanging. The, Bitcoin one thirty two. Bitcoin one hundred and thirty two. What you told me to sell to sell at thirty three. Yeah. Good work. Get out now. No, I sold yours at thirty three. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I Fine. Did. I don't care. It's bullcrap anyway. No, of course it's bullcrap, but it's working. This is fantastic, and it's so it's it's you know what's happening. I, I'm going to tell you what what I think is happening with Bitcoin. Um, besides the fact that the mystical inventor of it is dead or in jail or both because it's probably more than one guy um i think the central banks are actually in the game now i think they are going to tank this thing you know there are some significant moves and this thing goes from 110 to 140 in a day then boom down to 130 boom down to 125 boom to 145 and there's some there's some there's some guns playing in this and I think it's the central, the very central banks that this is supposed to circumvent are in it now, and they're just gonna go, just gonna screw with everybody. That's what I'd be doing. Yeah, no, that's what I would do too. Okay, you want to see? Uh, <laughs> so I was just looking at these this page. People want a, a good website. If you want to just look at a bunch of crazy stock stuff, 
and it keeps you up to the second with the price of gold and all the rest of it. The site is FinViz, as in financial visible or something. It's F-I-N-V-I-Z dot com. And it's a great little snapshot of what's going on. FinViz? But does it have Bitcoin in there as well? FinViz. Oh, FinViz. FinViz. Nope. (laughs) Really? No Bitcoin? I could write to the guy and just ask him to put it on there. That would be kind of cool. With a with a little uh, uh, with this little animated gif of a guy laughing. <laughs> There's got to be a better one. How about the one of King Kim Jong Un putting down the binoculars, going "Go"? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Uh, I've seen that. One. So, um, and while we're doing this, I'm actually putting together a uh, link for you because I do have an I did have a real alien story for you. Yeah, hold on a second. Let me just get this. I want everyone to be able to see it. Uh, so I just story. Let me see. Let me get this. Let me get their sound effect ready. Meanwhile, I'm, <laughs> meanwhile, let me play for you an actual recording of Chapel Hill, the giant voice system at Chapel Hill. Would you like to hear oh, the that? giant voice? Yeah. So this is a Chapel Hill. I guess they have a base there. Chapel Hill. Is that a famous uh, base? Uh, I thought it was a treble. Seriously. I never a, heard Chapel Hill having a base, no. No, come on. Well, let's hear. Chapel Hill Book of Knowledge. Base. Yeah, of course. That's what we're going to Consult do. the Book of Knowledge. Chapel Hill Air Force Base. That would be a base. I think it's a base. Yeah. So they have a giant voice system, and one of our producers, of course, we have tons of people who work in military and intelligence. Why do they call it intelligence, by the way? Why don't you just call it information? They really have to hype themselves. Um, and they recorded for us the giant voice system. Actual recording. Does it mean lunchtime? Here it comes. <laughs> That's the all clear signal, apparently. Resume normal activity, citizen. Well, they're not citizens. They didn't say that. Isn't that cool? Yeah, that's the future, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) All right, aliens.curry.com. An actual picture of an alien. This is a Portuguese website. Uh, Alien, are you going there? I'm just writing down something for the... No, go before the chat room does. You'll lose out. Aliens.curry.com. Go, 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 go. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm typing fast as I can. Get, hurry up. You're going to lose out. You'll never get I'm, it. I'm, I, I hit it. I'm hitting it. Mm. There it is. I got it. I got it just in time. This is a guy's butt. That's <laughs> and Angela Merkel. <laughs> they took these pictures on a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> How awesome is that? That's pretty awesome. <laughs> and she's angry. Because that's only for the celebrities, she says. You shouldn't be doing that to politicians. 
Yeah, they got her butt. She has her butt hanging out. <laughs> She's shape-shifting. <laughs> I like the guys. Here's the English version. In the cover of her white bathrobe, Merkel took off her swimwear calmly and exposed her saggy and fat buttocks <laughs> to the masses. Whoops. Awesome, right? Yeah, yeah, it's very good. Yeah, yeah, I thought you'd okay, like very it. funny. Ho, 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 yeah. you got it. <laughs> Meanwhile, in Australia, and we thought it was bad with the BBC. A national inquiry into child sex abuse has opened in Australia with more than 5,000 people expected to testify about imp- abuse in places like churches, sports clubs, orphanages and detention centres. I mean, what? How is this not front-page news everywhere? 5,000 people are going to testify? Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's much more. Prime Minister Julia Gillard warned Australians they'll be confronted with some very uncomfortable truths. She said the Royal Commission now underway is an important moral moment for Australia. Well, let's go live to the BBC's Nick Bryant in Sydney. Nick, this doesn't go away, it gets worse. Is Australia prepared for what's about to hit it on this issue? Well, according to some child uh, sexual abuse experts that I've been listening to this afternoon, no. Uh, You mentioned the figure 5,000 people expected to testify uh, before this public inquiry. They're called Royal Commissions here. Uh, But uh, child child sex abuse experts saying uh, the number could be nearer to 100,000 people. Uh, 100,000 people, John? (laughs) What is going on there in Australia? Apparently a lot of uh, buggery. Buggery, a lot of buggery. That's frightening, man. That is that's outrageous. A hundred thousand. You can see how that shakes out. But it's sports clubs. Everything. It sounds like everything except the grocery store. As the Royal Commission goes around the country hearing evidence, uh, it's thought that many more people might come, oh. uh, which is one of the reasons why the head of the Commission has said that they're not going to be able to produce the report that has been asked of them by the Australian government by the deadline, and that's the end of 2015. So they can't even write up all the cases for the next two years? That's how rampant it is. Huh. <sighs> well, we got to chop some heads off, people. This is going to be such a a difficult process. Uh, They want to hear from so many people, and they want to give them the time to tell their stories, uh, that it's going to take a lot longer than that. Nick, what is now emerging about the moral compass of Australia? It's broken. It's it's spinning like Gilligan's Island, like the minnow. On so many issues like this. Issues. Uh, that's a big question. I mean, what they the, what led to this inquiry being set up in the first place uh, last November uh, was allegations directed against the Roman Catholic Church. So they're actually oh, concealed evidence uh, of paedophile priests. And that followed many years of allegations against uh, the Catholic Church. Indeed, the last Pope, when he made a visit to Australia, had to apologise uh, to victims of child sex abuse. But the fear is, Nick, uh, that the problem goes much wider than that. Uh, that there's been child sex abuse in other institutions, boarding schools, orphanages, orphanages, uh, 
detention centres, sports and recreational clubs. Uh, so that's why this wide-ranging Royal Commission... Equestrian facilities. You know, here's the thing, you know, maybe the, the Roman Catholic Church thing in all areas was just a tip of the iceberg or a distraction or a lightning rod because as we saw in Pennsylvania at Penn State uh-huh. with that guy, there was no church-related anything. It was just a bunch of, you know, kids learning how to play football and then having to deal with this pervert. And and then it turns out, and there was a lot of you know, there's a lot of evidence that there was numerous people involved. They arrested a couple, a couple of them, and then it's possible the judicial system, as you pointed out in Holland and elsewhere, has got this going on. Maybe the whole Catholic thing is just a a lightning rod to keep the real picture, which is apparently in Australia. This is not really too many Catholics or that I know of. It's an Anglican country, as far as I can tell. Uh, it, it blew by rather quickly, and they said, "Wait a minute! It's it's just everywhere. We got a hundred thousand people that are going to testify. It's maybe it's just a cultural thing. It's completely out of control." Well, I think that um, it's probably the people who are supposed to protect the children. You know, the child protective services. I would say, yeah, that's- and child protective services, by the way, is a really bunch of bad actors, and especially in your state, <laughs> where the notorious. Hmm. Really? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Really? Texas Texas and Child Protective Services is like a nasty operation. Uh, Check it out. Doesn't Look <laughs> into it. Yeah. Hey, guys, I hear you guys suck. Can I come and talk to you? <laughs> hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's disturbing. But, I, but yeah, I mean, I have we'll been saying... Comes, we'll see what comes yeah, up. But I've been saying for years and years... That it is, it is the it's the it's the elites, it's the politicians. They, there really is an echelon, and they you know, and it's not like all the elites decided you know let, let's be pedo bear. No, they hire each other, they bring each other in. It's, just, it's nuts. And then you know, and people who talk about them, expose them, get audited by the IRS. That's what you, happens. You getting audited? <laughs> God, I hope not. Because if I am, you're going down with me, brother. Like. He has all the paperwork. I, I don't know. I just I just get the check from John. We'll send you copies of the paperwork. So you know the rewards for justice system, which yes. we uh, which is a fine program, has been expanded. It's been expanded. Um, oh, good. <laughs> so apparently we can't uh, we can't just uh, go and drone people anymore. We have to. Uh, uh, we have to set up rewards for them. Five million dollars a pop, and um, Ambassador Rap. Now, Ambassador Rap. I, I don't know if he was ever an ambassador to a country, uh, but he dropped by the State Department. As you know, I always watch the State Department's uh, little uh, little show there. They have every single day the little press thing with the Victoria, Victoria, and he uh, told us about uh, a new legislation that uh, President Barack Obama put into place. It signed into law. On uh, I believe the uh, the 13th of uh, January, uh, but this was already set up in 2010, ready to go. Um, where we now are going to uh, put out rewards on people uh, who we think are criminals. So now this is a crappy uh, recording because the uh, State Department's video player is a piece of junk. So the oh, it it stops and stutters. So I had to like literally like yeah, because people are watching those videos like crazy. Yeah, I mean it's like they're, they're please don't watch our videos. They make it stop as much as possible. C-SPAN has the same crap, by the way. 
Uh, here we go. We're here today to announce the designation of additional fugitives for a reward for which a reward can be paid under recent legislation to expand the State Department's long-standing War Crimes Rewards Program. War Crimes Rewards Program. Okay, now we're talking war criminals. We're announcing today that the Secretary of State... That's, that would be John F. Kerry. ...will offer up to $5 million <laughs> for information leading to the arrest... Of who? Who's number one on the list, John? Come on. A Barack Obama. The transfer or conviction of three... Yeah, sorry. The top leaders of the LRA, the Lord's Resistance Army, Joseph Coney, Okat oh! Odiambo, <laughs> and Dominic Ungwin. You see, th- but this, these are these guys are just the, for the PR for the program. The program is much more interesting. They actually believe those numbers. <laughs> as well as the leader of the Democratic Forces for the Liberation of Rwanda. Wouldn't it be funny if you said as well as the leader of the Democratic Party, uh, Debbie Wasserman Schultz? Wouldn't it be funny if you said that? That'd be cool. It would be Known as the FDLR. Sylvest Mutachimura. Okay, move on. The nine fugitives that had earlier been designated for the ICTR, the Rwanda... Yeah, a whole bunch of acronyms, but then he's going to explain the program. ...tribunal will remain on the list. Explain. Under this expanded program, the Secretary of State, after interagency consultation and on notice to Congress... So, okay, so that means John F. Kerry, the big lurch-looking waterhead, can go out and can put on a list... ...may designate individuals for whom rewards may be offered... ...can put a price on your head of $5 million... ...for information leading to their arrest, transfer, or conviction. The designated individuals must be... Okay, here we go. Foreign nationals. Oh, what? We can't put Bush on there? Oh, crap. Accused by any international tribunal, including mixed or hybrid courts. Oh. Uh, Also known as kangaroo courts. (laughs) A mixed or hybrid court. I love that. Administrative courts. It's bull crap. Yeah. Against humanity, genocide, or war crimes. This includes the International Criminal Court, but also... Sorry. That's a lead-in, by the way. It's a what? We don't recognize the International Criminal Court as a country, but now all of a sudden we're kind of no, like... Oh, no, no, when, when, it, when it's for uh, foreign nationals, it's okay. Yeah, but it's just it's, it's a foot in the door. ...humanity, genocide, or war crimes. This includes the International Criminal Court, but also new mixed courts that may be established in places such as the Democratic Republic of Congo or for Syria. Oh, that's what it's about. Thank you for explaining that. To the very end. (laughs) It's like the guy who goes in to buy a porn book at a magazine store and he stacks up, you know, Newsweek, you know, New Republic. It's all these magazines. And then he's He's got a little porn. At the bottom, there's like, you know, (laughs) jugs. Is that all you can think of, really? (laughs) Jugs? Jugs. Fantastic. I don't know, man. Maybe uh, maybe we're waiting for the bird flu to come in. In China, two men are dead after being infected with a strain of bird flu. Never before seen in humans. It's called the H7N9 strain. Write it down. H7N9. We're up yeah. in the ante. I'm taking your H1N1, and I'm upping you by six and eight. And now China's National Health Commission is reporting a third person, a woman, has also been infected. She is in critical condition. While each live in and around Shanghai, the World Health Organization says there's no sign they actually contracted the disease from each other. This is they got it from the pigs. (laughs) It's time once again to break out those masks, man. If you want to sit on the plane, it's going to be awesome. You want you want your seat.
Yeah, I think that's going to be a good good bit. I got a clip here. Here, we, since we're talking about downer news, we might as well play Jim Rogers. This is one of his commentaries. He's the investor who's a perpetual bear. Who has fled, uh, fled the country. Yeah, he's fled the country. He's <laughs> going to hell in a handbasket. He doesn't want to be here. And here he is talking about how we're going to starve to death pretty soon. Yay. Finally, uh, Jim, I know one of your other areas of focus is ag. Can you be a little more specific? Well, agriculture has been a disaster. We, we produce less than we've consumed for 10 years now, which means inventories are near historic lows. You know, we've got very low inventories. We're running out of farmers. The average age of farmers in America is 58, and Japan is 66. I mean, farming's been a disaster for 30 years. Prices have to go much higher. Maybe not this year, but certainly this decade. But we're not going to have any food at any price, Carl. There aren't enough. You know anybody who became a farmer? Probably not. They're making a lot fewer of them in this country, at least, that's for sure. And we just got a taste of it with that drought uh, not too long ago. Living the mac and cheese life. Mac and cheese by Ayn Rand. Love it. You can eat chemicals. <laughs> We're not going to run out of anything, Jim. What's your problem? We got mac and cheese. Cheap cheddar melted together. How do you do it again? How do you say it? You, you, you say it better than I do. I'll play it. Well, I want you to say it. It's... Cheap cheddar and cheap macaroni melted together into this horrible chemical mess. It's not even cheese, actually. It's not. It's crap, especially this powdered cheese. I don't know. I can't say it anymore. The, the clip has got caught it. Caught it at his at his best. You slaves can get used to mac and cheese, mac and cheese, mac and cheese. cheese macaroni and cheap cheddar melted together. Mac and cheese, mac and cheese, mac and cheese. Mac, you're soaking in it. By Ayn Rand. <laughs> it's Ayn, Ayn Rand. Ayn. By Ian Rand. Ian <laughs> Rand. I'm telling you. So a uh, luxury skyscraper uh, in uh, Chechnya burning completely on speak. fire. Yeah, completely on fire. I guess it's going to fall down on itself completely in about eight seconds. Free fall. Yeah, exactly, that's exactly what will happen. <laughs> Boom. Pile of rubble. It's funny because when you say that, people are like, well, yeah, but you know, a plane didn't hit it at 5,000 miles an hour. I said, yeah, neither did uh, WTC said it won't go away. After just a couple of hours, that thing fell straight onto itself from fire. Yeah, after somebody yelled, pull it. <laughs> that never funny. happened. So uh, I got to So Conrad Black, of course, is the Canadian publisher who got thrown in the U.S. jail for doing, I don't know what crime he committed. I can't remember anymore. It but was, a, it was a, either fraud tax fraud or embezzlement. Yeah, yeah. Some scam. And so he, uh, he's he been bitter about it because he's out now. And so he gets every chance he gets, he bitches and moans about the, the prison system. I got two clips where he talked to Vice magazine. Uh-huh. The, uh, and so you have to assume, you know, there's a connection there, the reason they talk to him. But, but play these clips. And one of them I actually have a comment on. But the first one is Conrad Black on the prison justice system. He founded a, a, the whole system, American system, that we have to be abhorrent. And, of course, it's... It's it true. does suck. It's true. Yeah, it's very true, but it's here's true. what he says. One person that I was a student of mine got 20 years, one first offender driving a truck with marijuana in it. Well, I mean, what are we coming to? I mean, this is, apart from not being quite so sanguinary, we're at the same level here as chopping off somebody's hand for taking a loaf of bread. 
Well, look, in a democracy, the people are always right. If that's what the Americans want, they can have it. But I don't think they know that that's how their system works. And I think if they knew, they wouldn't approve of it. <laughs> well, they don't know anything. Maybe they, uh, okay, yeah. So let's play clip two, and then there's a, it's, it's kind of interesting because uh, uh, it apparently shows just that the system not only stinks, but it probably is corrupt to the bone. The, the rule, uh, as I understand it in this, in this new legislation, is to have a glass window uh, between, between the visitors and the people are visiting. Well, this is a completely unnecessary and gratuitously dehumanizing thing to do. And, uh, and the official explanation for it is to prevent smuggling. Well, where we were, there were complete body searches of everybody after every visit. Uh, no matter how exalted the visitor, you know, Henry Kissinger came to see me. Brian Mulroney came to see me. We had, a, we had a strip search after that as if they were bringing contraband to me. You see? Right. But, uh, but everyone goes through it. You can stop that completely. There is a great deal of smuggling into these prisons. It is all by corrupt prison officials, correctional officers, all of it. None of it goes through the visitor center. Nothing. Not one Valium pill. Nothing. But then it ends up in the hands of prisoners, right? Yeah, but then, but that is that isn't my point. I mean, you know, in the words of one of the best lawyers in our long proceedings, that was not my question. Uh, the, the point is, why are you segregating the prisoners from their visitors on the grounds of preventing the smuggling of contraband when no contraband is smuggled that way and it's all smuggled in by correctional officers? Yeah, he better hope he never has to go back to the big house. He might be in some from trouble. My thinking is he's never going to come back into the United States. It, was this interview even done in the United States? No, it was done in his house up in Toronto or someplace oh, okay. north. Well, no, he should stay out. What was he publisher of? He had a big outfit, big operation. Yeah, he has a bunch of uh, magazine, newspapers and magazines. and Interesting. We can look it up on the Book of Knowledge if you want to well, I'm just, I'm just curious. I'm, you know... But I guess he still has money. But they, So they basically threw him in the big house for... For tax fraud, I don't remember anymore. It was, I, I think it was. I don't think it was tax. It might have been. Let's see, Canadian-born publisher, UK peer. He's a peer. Ooh, ooh. He's the Baron of Black. He's the Baron Black of Cross Harbor. Wow. Huh. Interesting. So he was um, shareholder prosecute. It was some maybe securities fraud. his innocence. Shareholder initiated prosecution in the U.S. United States of Black be or Black began da, 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 can do fraud, just plain fraud and obstruction of justice, which is you know saying hey you can talk to my lawyer, mm. and then they throw that at you. Since six and a half years, two of the charges were overturned on appeal, and he was resentenced on the one remaining count of mail fraud. Which, by the way, I'm sure he's all for closing down the post office. <laughs> He was found guilty of diverting funds for personal benefit from money due to Hollinger International. Nah, what about Clinton? Well, he he stole someone else's money. I'm telling you, he did he did he did something really bad. Ah, Chicago. He's part of Chicago. They they puked him out of Chicago. Yeah, that's what it yeah. looks like. All right, well, I got I got no sympathy for him. Screw him. Yeah, well, he doesn't send. He's not a contributor. He's not one of no, our. Nuts. No, no. And his middle name is Moffat. I mean, please, Conrad Moffat Black. <laughs> Also known as Baron Black of Cross Harbor, P C O C C K C S G. Do you remember when President Obama said this? 
I will promise you this, that if we have not gotten our troops out by the time I am president, it is the first thing I will do. I will get our troops home. We will bring an end to this war. You can take that to the bank. Crap. That was not the one I wanted to play. <laughs> I liked it, though. I, I think it's a good one. It's just not the one I was talking about. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, the one I was talking about is this one. Sorry. We cannot continue to rely only on our military in order to achieve the national security objectives that we've set. We've got to have a civilian national security force that's just as powerful, just as strong, oh, yeah. just as well-funded. All right, so let me tell you a couple of things that because uh, you know he's coming, he's coming due on all of his promises here. This the, the next four years are all about his legacy, about you know the brain thing, um, you know all the you know, more solar, you know alternative gas. We're fantastic. We are the world. Um, there's now a framework, a federal framework being set up. Um, and I think Colorado and maybe Texas are the first ones that Secret Service agents, uh, and not just uh, you know like the ones protecting the president, uh, but anyone who works for the U.S. Secret Service, uh, including uniformed division officers, physical security technicians, and specialists, and other quote-unquote special officers, will be allowed to arrest and remove an elected sheriff for refusing to enforce the law or if they're breaking the law. Uh, and this is significant uh, because I, this doesn't really fall under the jurisdiction of the Secret Service, who are really their main uh, jurisdiction is uh, counterfeiting money, and then they protect the president. So they will they will be allowed, and this is you know only one state, but looks like a couple more are coming. Will be able to arrest uh, elected sheriffs uh, who, for instance, would say, you know, like, oh, I'm not going to enforce some uh, gun law. That would be one example. Um. But perhaps even more interesting is, and this just came out, is the Ready Reserve Corps. And uh, this was just signed into the Federal Register today. That'd be a shootout, you know. What? Between the sheriff's, one sheriff's department that's got a bunch of guys who oh, could see be, yeah. things their way. Yeah, oh yeah, could be. And there may not even be, you know, bad actors. They may be legitimate good guys. Sure. And they'd have to have a shootout with the uh, secret uh, Secret Service people. It could be interesting. So, as a part of the Affordable Care Act, and you know, of course, <clears throat> there were so many pages. I think we talked about this, but it, you know, pff, there were so many things to talk about. Everything is now starting to kind of come due. Uh, this was signed uh, by the president by virtue of the authority vested in me as president by the Constitution. Blah 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 blah. I hereby assign you to the functions of the president under Section Two Hundred Three of the Public Health Service Act. The Ready Reserve Corps of the Public Health Service. Commissions issued under this delegation of authority may not be for a team term longer than six months, except for commissions that place officers in the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's epidem epidem. Epidemiology. Epidemiology. Epidemiological. Oh, in, epidemiological. Epidemiological Intelligence Service. What's that? Well, I'm glad you asked, Mr. Dvorak. So first we have to look at the Ready Reserve Corps. So the Ready Reserve Corps, if you want to go to the website, it, it apparently is down today. Um, it is usphs.gov, 
And uh, it was down all morning. Uh, let me see. USPHS.gov. I was getting service unavailable all morning. But I guess they didn't expect the news to hit so hard. Let me try www.usphs.gov. It doesn't look like it's working. It's it's not working. Um, I did a uh, a cached version, and the Ready Reserve Core I have it here is essentially. Did it open for you? Nope. No. Um, it's essentially officers who can be uh, who the, uh, the 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 Secretary of Health and Human Services can appoint, deputize uh, people to be on this uh, this Ready Reserve Corps. And, uh, you know, this is when we have an epidemic or we have some other national health uh, issue, then she can basically, she, in this case, Sibelius, can deputize uh, people to be cops, be special Ready Reserve Corps. And then you have the epidemic, oh, man, that's a hard one, <laughs> epidemia, help me. Epidemiology is the core word you're trying to say. Epidemiological intelligence service. I think if you can say epidemiological intelligence service, you're on it. Yeah, you're hired. You're hired. You're good to go. Here's your test. And uh, read this word. And so this is part of this service that I think the president was talking about. You know, it's crazy that you know we just have this this new force. I I don't know if they're going to get guns, but it it seems like they might. And and he says that, you know, you can't appoint anyone to the Ready Reserve Corps longer than six months unless it's in the Centers for Disease Control and the epidem- epidemiologi- epi- oh, Epidemiological Intelligence Service. Yeah. And then, right. right? I guess. I don't know. Struggling so much with this word is distracting us. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're not helping very much. Well, now and then uh, and it's then called epi. Epi. All right, there you go. And um, and then of course we still have the brown shirt system. That uh, oh, by the way, MSNBC Morning Joe and uh, Mika, the Brzezinski girl, they're all for it. They like this idea. This is an issue for our culture, saving the next generation of kids. I think we need to re-implement the draft. Oh, my gosh, I couldn't agree more. Oh, my gosh, I couldn't agree more. Send them what? off. Yeah, no, just the draft. We need it. We could. Mika. The 20, you're either going to the draft or you're going, Give you're back. going and teaching. Give back. You're going to the, the, the inner cities. You're going to the truly disadvantaged. And you're not just sitting in hey. front of a... Hey, yeah. Yeah. hey, everybody gives back. That's what a 1040 form does. No, no, you have to give back. You have to be no, in that's service. Giving back. That is exactly what you're doing. You're, you did this country, we're taxed to the hilt, and that is giving back. No, no, no. You have to be. No, oh, no, my. no, 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 no. She's full of crap, that woman. Yeah, well, so she is Joe. She's ashamed of herself to be on TV to say that. Well, Joe's in on it, too. Scarborough, yeah. computer, watching Sports Center, and eating McDonald's. And Not no to matter sound who like you are, you know, where that you come a, from, that's a fascinating. That's a fascinating idea. Um, I, we we might win Revenal's award with that next year. Who is this guy? A bunch of douchebags. Doesn't the matter. Frog. Huh? Oh, it's Kermit the Frog. <laughs> Kermit the Frog, yeah. It is. It's yeah, he's, he's a pundit. Joe, I mean, it's it's an interesting idea, not just uh, the, the idea of a period of national service. The idea of a period of national service. Since we're all over 21, we don't give a crop. It won't be us, that's for sure. We just go eating a mac and cheese. 
a, a ma- macaroni of fromage uh, that that is performed, uh, you know, 18 to 21, whatever. That would be good for a lot of young men yeah. who are that age. And having had a raised a couple uh, through that age myself, uh, that would be a good thing. A good thing. Yeah, take my kids. Yeah, let's put them in Australian servers. I hear they've got lots of fun and games, extra, extracurricular activity. And St. Kilda. <laughs> nice callback. Very good. I like that. I'd like to perform my service at St. Kilda, please, if you, if you don't mind. So anyway, so this is getting out of hand, people. And it's not, It's by the way, John, it's not giving back. It's They're taking. The tax is taking. It's not giving back. No, but if you're going to say... You, you should give back. There's another. It's essentially now it's a tax on your time. Mm. You have to give two years, so that's your time. You're you're only live so long, and now you got to go do what? Pick up uh, dirt by the road? What are you going to be doing? What is all the? What are all these people going to be doing? Sitting around playing uh, no, no board games on the computer? No. Are they going to be uh, put in uh, uniforms and, and shot at in Afghanistan yeah, so they yeah, become insane yeah. and they can't buy a gun anymore? Yeah. I mean, exactly what is supposed to be going on here? Are well, they going to be busting sheriff's departments? Yeah. Mika wants really, the draft. What, Mika what wants the draft. Do? Mika wants the draft. She's great. She wants the draft back. Why? Why? When, when, when has there been a declared war that we need a draft? We need a draft for all these guys that are going to Afghanistan. To give back. (laughs) To give back. We have to make a war so they can give back. Give back what? (laughs) That'll be next. It'll be like, oh, man, I'm so happy that we've got this uh, national security force for everyone to give back. Now we need a war for them to give back, too. Let's go start one for sure. All right, Euroland, just want to say hi to all the people in uh, Gitmo Nation lowlands. Officially now. Uh, the Netherlands, uh, what was the headline? Economic crisis hits the Netherlands. Uh, the Netherlands uh, officially more in debt than any other country in Euroland. <laughs> when did that happen? Consumer debt amounts to about 250% of available income. Oh, they're going to screw the Dutch. Oh, they're yeah. Gonna have to go right to the people in Holland. People in Holland, <laughs> hear me. Take your money out of the bank immediately. We got we to do, the, gotta do the, the giant voice system. Hold yeah. on. Hold oh, on you got it. Hold you got on. it. No, you can do it. Hold on. Well, I, I don't have uh, the where they wants the megaphone. Oh, well, uh, giant voice system here. <laughs> People of Holland, take your money out of the bank. Put it in the mattress immediately. No, no, is it? Put, Take money out of the bank. So isn't Holland the place where they tried the first place that really pushed the cashless society? <laughs> yeah, go, man. Wait a minute. Anyway. That's your cue. Oh. Wait. Giant people. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> you suck. You really suck at the giant voice system. Well, I, my you message wanna, is good. Uh, I'm, I'm going to do the giant. I don't like how you do it. It's good. People of Holland, people of Holland, citizens, take your money out of the bank immediately. Especially the ING bank who seems to have problem with their internet banking. This is not a drill. They are screwing with your money. Take it out. Buy Bitcoin. You may now resume normal activity. Please continue to purchase. Yes, they keep going to the stores. 
So then they try to make us cashless in Holland. Is it? Do they still use a euro, or is it all? Credit card? If it's in a credit card, if it's all debit stuff, yeah, you're screwed. No, there is no cash. We've yeah. been through this. No, yeah. but, but I'm telling you, there was a, set them up. It was a setup. Yeah. Let's take the cash away from yes. these people. Oh, and by the way, these cards are so much more handy. Let's take the cash away and then pull the rug out from under them and take 30% of whatever they, whatever they have in this virtual universe. Yeah. So following yesterday's discussion of On the Brink, uh, the Dutch... I think it was a Dutch guy who made the announcement about Cyprus. Yeah, well, of course. This whole thing is horrible. Dysselbloom, yeah. So uh, the ING banking uh, website, the internet banking site, where people were getting zero balances, overdraft reports, incorrect balances, cards... Oh, 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 I see, but they flipped the switch too soon. Cards not working in the supermarket. You cannot pay... You cannot pay with cash in the supermarket. This is a dry run. (laughs) They have no idea. Everyone's home is underwater. Everybody's home is underwater. The the debt, 250%. It's crazy. This thing is is primed. It's gonna it's gonna flip. I mean, you know, you might as well just break the dikes open and flood the place. <laughs> Sounds to me like a buying opportunity to get a nice flat in Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Anyway, when it's like the movie, the TV series Revolution, which is on here in the United States, uh, which uh, our producer John did Steck send us this. No, who sent us this? What? Oh, you didn't, you didn't, you, you ever read your email? Yeah. <laughs> One of our producers sent us this nice catch, by the way, a little clip from a Revolution from uh, this this week's episode. I did them before. I didn't have choppers and soldiers before. I didn't have the resources. Oh, you should have come to me earlier. Maybe. But honestly, I couldn't make up my mind. About? Whether you were worthy. Or had your head deeply up your own ass. Most people don't talk to me like that. Most people don't have the power to hand you a continent. I could have gone to Georgia or Governor Affleck in California, but I chose you. Governor Affleck in California, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got that mail. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, it's very cute. Yeah. So uh, I that's pretty much. I got some stuff, but nothing worth. Hanging well, the show I, I I have one thing which is out of my. It's out of my realm. It's away from my field. Uh, although I'm pretty sure that we have agreed on the central point being. All sports, professional sports, are rigged. At, yeah, especially in the playoffs and highest levels. Yes, yeah, so we have uh, the Final Four, the NCAA Final Four. And I, I don't watch any basketball. I, I've met Shaq. <laughs> That's my basketball experience. I know Dennis Rodman uh, plays with the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> are they in the NCAA? Are they in the playoffs? Are they in the in the World Series of Basketball? Go on, go on with your predictions. Detroit, Michigan will win. Or University of Michigan. They're in, aren't they? Detroit, Michigan. Aren't they? Yeah, it's Michigan. As far as I, if I'm not mistaken, it's Wichita State, Michigan, 
uh, Louisville, and who's the other one? Is it Kansas? Yeah, but isn't Michigan like isn't like a Cinderella story? Like they never win anything. No, no, they the, the Michigan. Now Michigan wins all kinds of stuff, but in basketball they haven't won much of late. Actually, in football either, but they're but traditionally they're a powerhouse that wins a lot. Yeah, well, they're going to win because why? Because they need it. Because you know, they're they're the Detroit city has been hijacked by bankers, so they need uh, it's in austerity. They need they need some good vibes, and we need to distract from the. Uh, the whipping that the people of Detroit are getting. So I'm going to call Michigan as my bracket. Is that how you do this? Bracket. You don't even do this right at all. <laughs> is my that, bracket. Is that how you say it? You should just do No. It's the winner of the. It's going to go. The, the Michigan, what you're saying, is going to win the next game and go into the finals. And then you say they're going to win the championship. Yeah, they're going to win the championship. Yes. Isn't, isn't that coming up? Isn't that on your birthday? No, 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 no. There is a. Uh, why do they Birthdays call it March Madness if the if the finals are in April? Well, that's that is a blunder. They they have to move the season around, but because all the really good games are in March, and then it just finally winds down to this one last game. Uh-huh. Actually, four. This final four, and then you have the the final game, which will be. I'm pretty sure it will be Michigan and uh, Louisville. Now, Louisville is the hands down best team. Period. So if Michigan wins in that playoff game, if they get that far, that would be a huge upset. Huge upset. Um, Michigan for the win. Okay. I'm not, I actually can't. I mean, I think I mean, based Kentucky, on our Kentucky own theories. Yeah, Kentucky doesn't need anything. What, who are the other dudes? Kentucky's fine. They, nothing going on. They got, they got Rand Paul. You know, he's a superhero. They don't need anything. I would say that... Uh, yeah, it's true. Rand Paul. Huh. Uh, I don't know. I, I, Based on our own theories, I would say everything you said is absolutely correct. Michigan should get it. But I'm thinking that this is, since this, the team's not even in Detroit, it's just a Ann Arbor or some one of those cities mm-hmm. outside, nowhere near it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would apply. The okay. rules may not apply. We'll see. We shall see. Um. And then I would like, unless you have something, I'd like to leave you with one kind of question. Go. Um, apparently, the meat industry came together, and they're changing all the names of cuts of meat. <sighs> Did you know this? No, and why? Well, probably. Now, by the way, I've never seen, I haven't seen a porterhouse steak for years. So he, let's see what uh, he, this is: the National Pork Board and the Beef uh, Checkoff Program, whatever the hell that is. Um, so here's what they're doing: um, so they're trying to sell us cheaper cuts of meat with fancier sounding names. I think you're. I think you're right. So here's the. That's what it would be. Okay. Um, um, the pork chop will disapp- disappear. The word pork chop. Which I think is a mistake because I think that's great. Pork chop is great. Uh, instead, it will be porterhouse chops, ribeye chops, and New York chops for pork. The pork butt will become the Boston roast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's some humor in that. <laughs> in the beef aisle... A boneless shoulder top blade steak will become a flat iron steak. Oh, they've already made that switch. 
a beef under blade boneless steak will become a Denver steak. Uh, I think that's been in play for a while in oh, some places. Okay. What's uh, the other ones? That's all I've got here on this report. I was hoping you would have heard about it. You, I mean, you, you. This is kind of up your alley. It is. So why are they doing this? Well, I think for the for the pork guys, they get people to eat more pork because mm. they're naming them after beef cuts that people right, understand. Right. So, so you're right. It's kind of like, and pork is cheaper than beef. I would say is that yeah, generally, generally true. Right. Okay. I'd like a Boston roast, please, which is basically a pig's ass. No, it's actually a, sh- a shoulder. shoulder. I know. I'm just kidding. But it, pork butt sounds like you know, like a pig ass. Yeah, I know. It's it's never been a good name. Yeah. All right. Well, that was a disappointing end of the show. Sorry. You buy it. Actually, it was. But I can recommend you buy a couple of those butts and you slow roast them and then make pulled pork. It takes about 12, 14 hours and you have the best food you Bring ever us back, had. John. Bring us back to greatness before we get out. You, bring, totally cheap. Give me something great before we get out of here. I mean, that sucked. I'm sorry. Uh, let's play. Here's an interesting. Uh, play Burstin. There's, so they had this uh, S.E. Cup. This woman who's on MSNBC. Yeah, she's kind of like the the token right winger. Token right winger, and she was on C-SPAN interviewing some millennial kid who was just could not stop talking about himself <laughs> and what he thinks the future is for millennials, and and it was pretty stupid. But play the Burston cannot stop talking clip two. And how how is growing up in the midst of what's essentially been a 10-year war, war on terror, how has that shaped the millennial viewpoint? It's made this generation realize that we're part of an interdependent global world. This is really the first global generation (laughs) who's cognizant of the rest of of the world being deeply related to us. You may have been able to, in in some ways, live under a rock in previous generations and be disconnected from the rest of the world and think about, uh, you know, America only or your country only. But I think we recognize that. And I think... (laughs) It's bullcrap. I mean, World War II... Was a, and in fact, most of this globalization <laughs> stuff began before World War One, which was another thing that made us real. He's full of shit. <laughs> it was kind of okay. It was, it was an okay end. <laughs> I think I think I will end it with this uh, from uh, a chat room. Uh, brand new cuts of meat. The New York premium sausage is Anderson Cooper. I think that. I think that. Uh, uh, I think that qualifies. It was terrible. All right, yeah. let's, wrap. let's get out of here. Um, do have some uh, cool stuff to talk about on Sunday, which I'm working on. Uh, so uh, more Euroland stuff. It's pretty nuts. We'll celebrate my birthday. We will celebrate John's birthday. Oh yes, reminder: uh, if you want to uh, congratulate John with a little birthday present, uh, make your donation amount the age you think he is. Yeah, there you have it. It's a trick. And, uh, and you might want to play Chuck Hagel makes a sound clip <laughs> to play us out. Yeah, <laughs> that was uh, that was by far the best clip of the day, but yes. not worthy of the award. No. no. All right, everybody, thank you so much for uh, hanging with us. That sounded very. That sounded very hipster. I'm not sure I like that. Yeah, very. No, it's kind of hipster. You actually have qualities of hipster. Yeah, thanks. You have no, quality. it's a compliment. I, I'm now thinking hipsters are cool. Oh, okay. Remember, people, listen to the giant voice system. It knows all and sees all. 
Coming to you from the Travis Heights hideout here in the capital of the drone star state, Austin Tejas. In the morning, everybody, I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where uh, every day is happy, everyone's happy. Uh, that was not going to work. Let me think. <laughs> and from northern Silicon Valley, I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll talk to you again on Sunday right here on No Agenda. I think you're a happy vegan. I'll hear about this, I'm sure, to hearing next week, but... Um, <laughs> I think it's relevant to your question. In the morning. Hey, citizen.